following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for a live Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Presented by Doran Mayhew. Did you change? We didn't run the old open, did we? You did? No. It's Doran Mayhew now. Their official name changed. Happened January 1st. Josh Garvey's going to join us later. General Josh Garvey. The managing shareholder. It's Doran Mayhew now. They got the GR office. World headquarters in Troy. Good. I'm glad you got that done because I got Chris Ballas in studio. He's going to join us from the Wolverine.com. He's getting set to go to Houston for Michigan, Washington on Monday night for the national championship. Michael Penix Jr. Will he get time to throw against the mighty Wolverine defense that destroyed Saban? Blew up that offensive line. Players hitting the portal. How many times do you see Alabama lose players to a portal? They're usually getting the portal coming in. Michigan created controversy, fear, and panic. When you watch all those hillbilly videos from Alabama, oh, my Lord. It's their pro team. Like I was telling Josh Garvey earlier, it's they don't have a pro team in the state of Alabama. It's kind of like the Cornhuskers in Nebraska. That is their life, unless you're an Auburn fan or another SEC fan. They live in Bre- and I'm telling you, the center offensive linemen, they're getting out because they're going to be scapegoats. <laughs> How could you let that Michigan defense dominate you? And what did I say on Monday's live show? I said that the Michigan defense is the first complete 11-man unit that is SEC-like in terms of the visual when you watch them, the numbers, and speed to the ball. And outside of a few mistakes and maybe a quarter, a little over a quarter run there in the second half, great adjustments by Tommy Reese and Saban, Michigan found a way to regroup and the design run for J.J. McCarthy. I'm thinking, how much more is in that playbook uh, for Michigan. And that goes back to screaming and yelling against Georgia. And granted, they were out, man, with you know 15 guys drafted from that Georgia team. But TCU, and I don't know if J.J.'s told not to run because Harbaugh, in one sentence, will call him the greatest QB, not only at Michigan, but ever in college football. And we'll get to Harbaugh with Ballas that he is so different right now that it's almost like he knows he's enjoying his final ride. I I sense that. And J.J. going back out on the field afterwards and that photo of him taking it all in, does he know he's gone? They're playing for something as a team. And the one thing that I'll say, when you looked at the excitement of J.J. after that defense made the stop to win it, that says it all about this team. Their passion, the way the team ran the other way right in front of Alabama, which I found to be kind of 
uh, maybe by design to a point through some emotional responses. But uh, one of the great days, if not the greatest win, I think, in modern Michigan football history. And now they have one more. You know, they, have, they didn't celebrate like they won at all. Uh, you're looking at J.J. McCarthy, who's only lost once Chris Ballas as a starter, right? What a stud. I mean, this kid going is back that, to high school. Is that school. TCU is only lost? Yeah, and going back to high school, I mean, I think his record is like 69-3 and three as a starter or something like that. And the it's, TCU loss, it never should have had. This dude should right. be undefeated. He should. Now, it was partially on him, let's be honest, with the two pick sixes, but this kid is special, and I've said it all along. If this is his swan song at Michigan, then you know what? Whatever he decides to do, Michigan fans should celebrate him. And it's the same with Jim Harbaugh. He's led him back to the pinnacle. And I don't think a lot of people after five, six years thought that was going to be the case here. They thought, okay, well, if Jim Harbaugh can't do it, then who can at Michigan? But of course, it's all about the sign stealing anyway, right, Bill? I think that narrative has been shot down to hell. And you aren't hearing anybody talk about that now except for the Ohio State and Michigan State fans and maybe a few stragglers here and there. And Harbaugh being done, I, I there's no connection to any NFL jobs. There's a lot of speculation with Black Monday right. uh, coming up. Maybe the Chargers, and yeah. but they're notoriously cheap. And uh, you know, in talking to NFL guys, they don't think he's a fit there either. So it's going to be interesting to see if something comes of this because he certainly is acting like okay. But you know what he said after the game? He said, "We don't care. You know, we're done. We've blocked out all the noise." And they have proven themselves over and over here, Bill, with by just keeping winning, going to going to Penn State and winning without their head coach, beating Ohio State without their coach, and then beating Iowa, one of the best defenses in the country. Of course, they have no offense, but uh, this was really the one, right, that shut even the SEC guys up, like Paul Feinbaum and and even Pat McAfee after the game said, this Michigan team is for real. And these were the guys that were harping on that the most. So got to give them credit for what they've accomplished. But they did celebrate quite a bit. And that kind of, it, it really reminds me of the Michigan run for basketball in 1989 to the national championship. They beat Illinois. They finally got over the hump in the semifinal, Bill. And then you still have to beat Seton Hall. And everybody's like, well, who's Seton Hall? That turned out to be a heck of a game. So I don't think they'll be looking past Washington. And they shouldn't. Michael Penix is a pretty special talent. He is. Uh, you know, I, he was the best QB uh, in college football, the best player this year. I, don't, I still don't know how Jaden Daniels at LSU uh, won it. Uh, but the key will be, will Penix get time to throw? And they have a boatload of receivers. They run a high-octane offense, and that's an understatement. And Michigan's defense, though, showed against Alabama, which is more of a power team, they could shut them down. The question is, can they slow down? That Washington offense. Right. And 11 sacks on, what, 522 dropbacks this year, I think, is unbelievable job by that offensive line. But part of it, if you go back and watch that Texas film, Bill, and you see Penix, you know, somebody will have be unabated to the quarterback, and he'll make a quick move. And not only does he make a guy miss, but his eyes are still downfield, and then he'll, he'll hit a guy in stride. That is special, and that is something that you can't teach. That's an eight, and... Uh, he's just a great quarterback. So I do think that this Michigan front, number one, will be better than any they've faced all year. And I think that's pretty obvious. And then number two, if you look at what Jesse Minner has done, Michigan's defensive coordinator, in disguising coverages. If you go back and watch the Arizona State-Washington game, for example, and how they really disguised their coverages in a 15-7 to loss, uh, they really had his head spinning. So that's something that Minter does better than just about anybody. I really, really like Michigan uh, for that reason. Specifically, I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring game, and but might be like that Ohio State game a couple of years ago where they get their points, but Michigan's going to score a lot of points too. Can't wait for Monday night. Unbelievable. Uh, he'll be leaving tomorrow for Houston. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com in studio. If you have a 
Michigan comment or question about the national championship game or the win over Alabama, you can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan-based bank with locations all across the state. Also at HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Uh, The short turnaround. From the long break going into the Alabama game, is that a plus or a minus for Michigan? Yeah, it's a good question because, you know, when you had the month to prepare for Alabama and everybody was talking about Nick Saban, right? And Nick Saban doesn't lose in situations like these. I thought the Michigan game plan was outstanding, Bill. They had their heads spinning with all the motion they were doing. Everybody's like, well... They need to throw the ball more on first down, so on and so forth. Those aren't the adjustments that people are thinking about, that the coaches are thinking about. They're thinking about wrinkles and running different plays out of sets they've used all year, but running different ones instead of the ones they usually do. And they did that uh, tremendously. And I thought on the last drive of the game, too, when they had different guys in motion, Alex Orgy was actually out there, looked like he was going to run a sweep, and instead they ran Blake Corum twice to the outside and picked up chunks of yardage by changing it up. Those are the way, that's the way that you win ball games. To that point, they'd only had 41 yards in the second half and really were about two inches away from losing that game 20 to 13 or 23 to 13 if the Alabama edge knocks down the ball for Blake Corum in the, uh, and that comes out of the backfield, but didn't fortunately. And what a drive by Michigan. So I thought a great job by Sharon Moore in uh, overtime, in the last drive, especially in JJ McCarthy. And uh, but that defense really was the reason that they won it. And, and Jesse Minner, in my opinion, on a short turnaround, there's been nobody better in college football. Yeah, uh, the defense. Yep. I man, I you know I'm kind of watching McDonald what he's doing with that Ravens defense. Yeah, and I see the influence of that same scheme and style uh, with Michigan. You know the Harbaugh's talk, mm. and you know McDonald Minner, all those guys uh, talk. Uh, it really will be their defense versus that offense. I I don't know if Michigan has. The SEC or USC uh, like offense to go play a 59 55 game. Yeah, and you hope not. You know, I think if they open it up, if you look at TCU last year, some of the things they can Second half, yeah. Exactly. However, uh, I don't think that's the kind of game they want to play. They want to play complimentary football. Remember when everybody said that you can't win a national championship this way with this kind of an offense and playing complimentary football? Well, they're about to prove everybody wrong if they can finish the job here. And, you know, they've got the 90th ranked pass defense in the country, I think it is, Washington. So there's going to be opportunities there for these Michigan guys as well. But if they can really bleed them to death on the ground, and I think Blake Corum is set for a big game. A lot of people said last year if they'd had Blake Corum in that TCU game, would they have won that game? Quite possibly, but he's got a chance here to, to prove himself here again among the the greatest of the Michigan greats. Uh, you know, really building off that that run that he had in overtime, and and I think he's going to have a big game on Monday night. And also, I like the Rose Bowl because Harbaugh is really good at this on bringing a name or two that comes to the forefront in big games where you're like. Where was that dude all season? Right, right. Yeah, Tyler Morris on the on the exactly. Pass. He put him in a. And that's again back to Sharon Moore. Everybody's they're concentrating on the tight ends, and we said they're right. They're going to game plan to take him away because that's what Nick Saban's going to do. So you turn to Samaj Morgan, who had a couple plays and obviously a couple big mistakes as well. But Tyler Morris showed his speed there. Michigan's got athletes. Everybody's like, you know, well, they don't have this, they don't have that. But you know what? A couple guys waiting their turn there that are, are outstanding athletes. Tyler Morris was a top 100 player out of, out of high school. He was banged up, and you could see his speed, and they put him in a position to make a play there. So I would expect some more of that. Uh, but it's really going to come down to, Bill, in my opinion, is uh, how well Michigan does in 
confusing Michael Penix and uh, to, as to whether or not this is going to be a shootout. And I really think Michigan wins this game by a score, by a touchdown or so. Um, and I think they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground and, and control that clock and keep him off the field. So with Washington, Michigan, uh, the ticket price is lowest. Oh. Uh, I'm hearing like 1,500 nosebleed end zone <laughs> seats. Uh, we looked into a possible road trip there with a couple of corporate partners. Yeah, Club level suite for 20 people was $70,000. <laughs> that's insane. 70. Yeah. And that's a, then that's one of the ones probably up in the nosebleeds. Right? No, it wasn't. It okay. was, nosebleeds were only 40. Oh, only 40. Okay. Only, only 40,000. This was a good one. Gotcha. Uh, it, and naturally, you can start doing the math. What, am I going to buy a Mercedes right. or a, a BMW? Uh, the Michigan fans, with Texas bowing out with yes. Alabama getting beat, uh, tickets opened up. And they went quickly, or still are in the secondary market. Yes. So I, I don't know if Washington, Seattle, they, their fan base doesn't have the national fan base of Michigan. This could be a seventy percent Michigan house Monday night in Houston. There are a ton of Michigan, Michigan fans and Michiganders down in Texas, and everywhere we've been, like down at the Rose Bowl, I told you it was going to be about sixty forty, and it was. There are so many Michigan fans out there, and they were there at the Staples Center when we covered the Michigan basketball team out there in the NCAA tournament. It's the same thing in Texas when we went down there and saw them play at Jerry World uh, in the in the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 when they played Kansas. There were a ton of Michigan fans there, so they'll be well represented. And somebody I talked to, I think it was Vivid Seats or somebody, said they expect a 62 to 38% Michigan crowd at this one. And I got to tell you, Bill, it made a difference. When they chose an overtime, when Alabama chose an overtime to go on defense first, and I thought, okay, Michigan needs to go to this end. It was like going into the student section for them when they got the ball, and it was so loud it was hard to hear. So it can make a difference in games like these. I know that Michigan will be well represented, and it was loud at the Rose Bowl. I can't imagine the atmosphere will be better, Bill, but uh, because the Rose Bowl, it was so special. But you know what? When you're playing for a natty, it means everything. Yeah, if there was any other game, if this was if that was like a quarterfinal, yeah. I'd be worried about the letdown in the semi. Right. But because this is for it all, this is for the next, the last box to check. Right. On everything with from the day Harbaugh was signed, what the Michigan fan wanted, Chris, is that they wanted to beat Alabama. Yeah. They wanted to beat Ohio State. They wanted to be like Alabama, to be like Ohio State. And they took care of the Buckeyes, won another Big Ten title, third straight, beat Saban. And you you saw that Saban doesn't get beat a lot where defenses push him around. Once in a while, you'll see a Georgia or an SEC power like LSU has got him in a you know SEC championship game or regular season uh, matchup. But you know that wasn't a fluke. No, and there's nothing you can say where yeah, well, the center had bad snaps. Okay, look at Michigan. Right, uh, and and Michigan does concern me when they get a lead where Harbaugh gets conservative. I don't know if he shuts down more and says, "Hey, we're going to do this." Uh, it, it, he got a little. He got a little conservative on blitzing in that window after halftime because he wanted to get out of there with a W. But then they got it going in the fourth quarter. Game over. Yeah, and they couldn't stop him on the ground. They, I mean, their backs averaged six point nine yards per carry. Jalen Miller. Everybody talks about. Well, they went to him a little bit more in the run game, but their backs were gashing him too. And and finally, though, um, they made a few adjustments there and. and and they came up big when it mattered most. You know, people forget it, it took a defensive stop to get it to overtime. They still had, I think, a minute and 30 seconds to go. Alabama did. And, uh, boy, they almost gave it away right on that punt. And they've got to shore some things up on special teams, Bill. 
But uh, that was to me was the stunning part of that game and why I picked Michigan to lose. I didn't think the offensive line without Zach Zinter was going to be able to hold up against those guys and that those offensive tackles were going to be able to match those defensive ends from Alabama. Guess what? They had two pressures all game. And I think Doug Skeen, if he hasn't been on your show, probably will be. And he'll tell you he tracks that stuff. And he said there were two pressures all game against J.J. McCarthy. Uh, he had the bad throw, obviously, on the first one and missed a couple of other throws, but that was a big reason that Michigan won that football game. They were more physical up front, and then that defensive line was just absolutely dominant at times. Washington, Michigan, Wolverines, four-and-a-half-point favorite, sliding up to five. Uh, the over-under 55. Some will say, well, that seems low. Hmm. I think if you're thinking high over under total, you're thinking Washington winning. Right. Exactly. I, I look at the Washington State game. What Washington State did to try and eat clock, and they had Cam Ward, a great quarterback, who was in the portal. Uh, but they and they kept a low scoring, and Washington scored late uh, right. to beat them 24 21. Yep. That's the type of game Michigan needs. Yeah, I think so. And uh, they aren't going to go out there you know, trying to win a shootout, and I don't think they'll have to. I think they will control the ball. And uh, I think they'll put together a great game plan and do things that they've done all year to different teams, but with different looks. And uh, that is exactly what it took against Alabama. They needed a quick start. Really, the answer after they gave them seven points with the punt, uh, the punt muff was was really the drive of the game, uh, other than the last one, obviously. Because, uh, boy, you know what? You, you could tell there were some jitters there, and they were nervous. And they were looking at those Alabama uniforms and those bodies. And, Bill, those bodies were unbelievable. You go down the field before the game, Alabama – 360 pounds, 360, 340, 340 on the offensive line, and you're thinking, man, how do you compete with that? They were the bigger team, but Michigan was the faster and the stronger team. I think that's going to be the case again in this game. I think this will be by far the best defensive team that Washington has played, but really, those again, it's going to come down to those guys up front for Michigan on the offensive line, and they proved they could do it against the big boys. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is joining us. We do have some questions from the audience. If you, if you want to join us, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE out of 21,000. Chris and I will answer your questions about Michigan and Washington, Michigan, Alabama, Harbaugh, JJ, are they done? And more, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Tom in Muskegon, thanks for the wait. And you're on the HUGE show with Chris Ballas. Great. Thank you, HUGE and Chris. Any option or chance to do like a memorial or a tribute to Zach Zinner on the victory play at the end of the game? Have him just step out from the sideline and be in uniform and get his just due? That's a great question. Memorial, no, because he's not dead. But I will, <laughs> but I will say this: uh, he was honored there. And he uh, ladies up. and gentlemen, returning <laughs> from heaven, welcome to Houston and the college football playoff, the final play. Welcome, Jesus and Zach Center. <laughs> and Tom, I'm joking, obviously. People man. said it'd be until Jesus came back that Harbaugh would win the national championship. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. <laughs> well, he was on the stage afterwards, and these guys Jesus all talked was? about him. No, well, oh, if Jesus is, okay. then we're all in trouble, you know. And then, then we're, but uh, it was... uh, it's just surprising he picked California as a place to pop back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Jesus, has he got a GPS? They need help out there after being in LA. I can tell you that, man. That city's going downhill, but. What 
with all due respect. But uh, anyway, it was, um, yeah, they did honor and him. This segment, by the way, is brought to you by Los Angeles uh, Tourism Board. Right, Dr. right. Chris. <laughs> they, uh, they did bring him up there on stage, and all the guys rallied around him. I got a couple pictures of him with his, with his teammates. They were all going up to him. And uh, I love the thought of that, though. I remember when they brought Walter Smith out in uniform and got him a catch, I think, in the last game of the year. This is in early, I think, 1990s. He was a receiver, and he blew out his knee. And he couldn't play, but they lined him up way outside, threw a quick pass to him. He, he stepped out of bounds just so they could get him one more touch. I don't think he'll be in uniform, Tom, but I do think that he will be out there and uh, leading these guys. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he went out there for the coin toss, in fact. But, um, boy, uh, what he's meant to this program and what he came back here for, they would not be here without him. And I love the idea. I love the thought of that. Let's go to Bobby. Thanks for the wait. You're on the huge show with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I had a couple questions, but I'll go with the main one. Chris, in your honest opinion and in your gut, do you mm-hmm. think that Jim is gone at the end of the year? Yeah, great question. Um, you know what? I think if he has an opportunity, then I, I believe that his heart, there's part of his heart that he still wants to win a Lombardi. I've been saying this for years. You know, two years ago, he was gone. If, if the interview goes better at Minnesota, he's pretty much acknowledged that. Uh, everybody has said that now and jumped on board and said, okay. Uh, we even knew who, which coaches he was taking with him. So, And we know that's the case again this time. But it's got to be, I think, the right opportunity here. And some of them have disappeared. You know, if you look at L.A., um, the Chargers, they were notoriously cheap. And so I think that his agent, Don Yee, we reported this actually two or three weeks ago, Hugh, you remember, who has got strong NFL ties and ties to Tom Brady. He hired him, and, and clearly you don't hire him if you're just negotiating a contract with Michigan. So uh, it depends on Black Monday, and I think it depends on the Chargers because I do think Vegas is probably going to be sticking with Antonio Pierce, and I do think that obviously the I think the Bears have announced that they're keeping their coach as well. Edelweiss or whatever his name. <laughs> I know, I know what it is. So, but we're uh, trying to do an Oktoberfest. Exactly. Reference. Yeah, exactly. But or you know, Rock what? Me Amadeus from the old school <laughs> Electric Avenue videos. I've had a hard time with that guy's name. So, but um, so it depends. You know, uh, Washington. It sounds like is actually Bill is looking at Mike McDonald very seriously, the former Michigan defensive coordinator, and now really? with the Ravens. So uh, maybe that one. You know, that one might could have been perfect for Jim because he's got his brother right across the river there in, in Baltimore. If he goes to DC. So I think it's going to depend, honestly, on what opens up. And uh, if it's the Chargers, that might be the best opportunity for him. Yeah, but it it seems to be like how quiet the Chargers are about potential next head coaches, that it's all quiet, that maybe they have a handshake deal through his agent. That they don't want to discuss it till the season's over. It's possible. Uh, there's, uh, you know, and Jim's not going because be it was about really it. the first hot job. I know the Raiders' job opened up. Appears, I agree with you. I think is one staying there for at least a couple of years. But the Chargers, there was all the rumors about this and that, and, and nothing is being said. So that kind of no. tells me. I think it's the Chargers or he signs a deal at Michigan. Maybe. Right? And yeah, and of course there's all that talk about he's going to have an eight-game suspension if he comes back to Michigan. And Michigan would have to Is that more scare tactics I by probably, the NCAA leaking that garbage? And aren't you sick of this crap? It's like, at what point is enough enough? How about here? J.J. saying that Ohio State was stealing the signals? Well, and we've said that too. And what they do they say? So, yeah. What they, do they say if you accuse somebody of something, you're usually doing it? Right, exactly. So, And we knew it because, you know, it, it was there was no way that they're putting up 63 points with 
without you know having some idea. So, and we're not saying they did it illegally uh, or anything like that. We don't have any knowledge of that. But um, yeah, I do think that there's no question um, that the Chargers are notoriously cheap, though. They're, they've got salary cap issues. They've got a great quarterback, though, and it is L.A. So, um, and when you said you know if I, a couple years ago it would have been anybody, right? And it was just the Vikings that were showing interest. Now I think Jim can be a little bit more picky, but I think L.A. would be a great fit for him given his ties there. Yeah, how quiet it is with the Chargers job. There's a part of me that says he gets through Monday. He seems to be ultra relaxed and savoring this, taking yeah. everything in, even at his pressers. Right. Right. Just uh, there. He doesn't want it. Right. He's not going to risk where if you're the national championship coach. Your stock is Jim Harbaugh will never be better. Exactly. And, and you're going to risk coming back and having the NCAA jack with you? Right, exactly. And this is all scare tactics to get him out of there? It is, and it's very clear. And it just it, the narrative continues Yeah, but to his change. own school didn't have his back and suspended him to start the season. Yeah, and that, he did not, that did not go over well with him. I'll be honest about that. And then at the end of the year, um, he got suspended for the, the Ohio State game. Can you even imagine having to sit that out and watch and, it? And what, they, what this team has done, it's unprecedented. Yep. Okay, not only you, you had the great year uh, three years ago, right? Or, and then, oh, no way they can do that again. And they go do it and blew it against TCU in that first half. Right. And I'd do it again as beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, get to the college football playoff. They do it again. They're the overall number one seed, and now they knock off Saban in Alabama, and Harbaugh was suspended for six games. It tells you about the leadership. When you look at Blake Corum, when you you look at J.J., when you look at Moore, give him credit. When you look at the assistants, Minner, it talks about this team in the bunker, and nobody, and I repeat, nobody has been able to dent them Three years in a row. It's insane. Mike Sainer still, I'll go to him. He's probably one of the key pieces on defense. Yeah, he had one bad play. He had a whiff. Right, exactly. That happens. But other than that, all year, this guy's been a rock. Chris Jenkins has been a stud. Uh, the, the guards, like uh, uh, Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinner, uh, just unbelievable leadership. So, yeah, and everybody's looking at next year and saying they're going to take a huge step back. But you know what? It goes back to culture. And on the scheme teams, for example, he said, you know, those guys set – the foundation and the expectation. And they got a lot of good pieces coming back next year too, Bill, if they've got a quarterback, no matter if J.J. McCarthy and, and G- Jim Harbaugh move on and if if Sharon Moore is the guy. So uh, I don't think this thing's going to die. Uh, will they win a championship next year? Probably not. So that's why you got to take advantage of this season. Yeah, and they have. Yes, and they, they have. have one game remaining. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team will be there. Clayton and Anthony going yes, with Yes, they you? are. Absolutely. Uh-oh, they're excited. One yeah, they was, are. One was worried about getting left out. <laughs> no chance, man. And you, and you brought a – what was cool is you got a Wheel of Fortune kind of spin thing, and he had those guys spin it. <laughs> I told them there's no way you're not going to be here this year, and my young guys and best staff we've ever had, those guys. Your, your coverage great. at the Rose Bowl leading up to it and afterwards was phenomenal. I appreciate Chris. it. It was. Yeah. And Clayton and Anthony work hard. We had Johnny Borton on the show Amazing. earlier this week. Had Skeen. Yeah. Skeen's fired up. He should be fired well, up. He likes the lines making plays, right? Well, he was like me, and he's like, man, I didn't see that coming from the offensive line. But what they did, what Trente Jones did stepping in there and, uh, and what – Ladarius Henderson did at left tackle against those two edges who did nothing, Bill. These guys are first-round picks, and they did nothing. Remember what Penn State did with one guy, Chop Robinson, who was athletic and dominated on the edge. These guys had two. I thought, okay, this is going to be trouble, and it turned out not to be. So Skeen was giving those guys their their due, and, and their props on our podcast this week was a lot of fun to watch. You can follow everything Michigan-Washington at thewolverine.com. If you have a 
Michigan National Championship game question. Harbaugh, JJ, and more. Chris and I will answer those questions over the next hour and 30 minutes. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across the state. 1-866-838-4843. Add HUGE Show. If you can't call in, you want to drop the question on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. And opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Kick off the new year with great deals at Meyer, Like buy one, get one free select vitamins. And hand weights are buy one, get one 50% off. Plus, active fitness recovery products are 20% off. Start the year off right and get everything you need for a healthier you in one stop at Meyer And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step and good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com in studio. 
the next hour and 15 minutes. If you have a Michigan football question, you can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Wolverines and the Huskies for the college football playoff national championship coming up on Monday. So from what I read, Chris, Michigan is leaving Friday for Houston, so it's not the full week thing. It's different than the semifinal has a lot of buildup, almost a vacation bowl experience for the team. Yeah. This is close to an extended weekend on a regular season game. That's exactly right. And uh, so it is important and imperative. And they, they did some scouting on Texas and Washington. Uh, they'll tell you they didn't, that they all eyes were on Alabama. But you have to take a peek at least and know what you're getting into uh, to prepare for that. And they did that. So they will leave Friday. We'll be there at the airport. You can watch us at the Wolverine.com. We will have a couple of comments from Jim Harbaugh about how beautiful Houston is and everything else and uh, the people there. And He'll say whatever. Happy New Year again. Exactly, probably. Uh, or happy. He said that every time he was on yeah. on Monday. The early shows, the interviews, yeah, uh, in game, post game, he, he kept saying Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, and he says the same thing to everybody on every show. And how about know. his parents going spastic talking to Brad Galley? <laughs> it was amazing. Galley's a great guy, but somebody had like love a bar- him. I think Barstools had something where they said, and you, now you see where Jim gets it from. Yeah, right? exactly. And his daddy, you know, who's got it better than us is from his dad, and his, but his mom, you know, he, he talks about his mom all the see, time. I, and she, I haven't heard a lot from her ever. She was yeah. a total spaz. She was, and it was great, and uh, it was fantastic. But you know what? It was great seeing them there. You know what? One of the best parts, Bill, was watching the assistant coaches with their families coming down and everybody in tears and uh, you know, you talk about not celebrating too much, and but the emotion of it in that setting. And uh, again, I can't do it justice with the mountains in the background and the field bill is like the fairways at Tullymore. It is that good. You can't slip on it. It is just that good. And to be in that environment and those Michigan fans didn't want to leave, it was fun to watch and seeing Jack Harbaugh and Jackie down there. And, you know, as you know, my parents and I are close and you take advantage of every opportunity you have with them. And uh, that Jim has been able to do that has been fantastic. And they know what Jim has been through. Yeah. More more than anybody else. Uh, The Harbaugh family, they hear it, they read it, they see it, and they feel it through Jim, what he's been through. And beating Saban, I go back to what... Hackett wanted when he got Harbaugh to sign on the dotted line, what the Michigan fans wanted through all the coaches, and even at the end of Lloyd. They wanted to be among the big boys in college football. Project Unicorn, they called it, when they were going after him. And remember, everybody in the NFL was saying that Jim Harbaugh wasn't coming here, and we had our sources, some close to Jim Hackett and some on the West Coast, saying, you know what, uh, this is something that's probably going to happen. And uh, fortunately for Michigan, it didn't. Fortunately for Michigan, they didn't really give up on him after 2020 because the more we look at that COVID season, Bill, the more we understand that was an asterisk season and these guys weren't practicing for weeks at a time and you had opt-outs and everything else and none of those games really mattered. For, for God's sake, Indiana almost won a Big Ten championship and Tom Allen's gone three years later. What is That tells you pretty much everything you need to know about that season. So, uh, But they kept him and that really lit a fire under him and now they're trying to reward him. I will tell you this, that 10-year, $125 million deal or whatever that I think Ian Rappaport or somebody put out there, I don't think that's accurate. I do think it's a five-year extension on the on the 
uh, on the table for Jim Harbaugh, though, at $11 million a year. So, And I do believe that he will be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten if he comes back. But again, that's not on his mind right now. All that's on his mind is winning on Monday night. Is J.J. ready to be a high enough draft pick to leave college football? I don't think he is right now. I don't see it. But, mm. you know, again, the, uh, the metrics, the measurements, um, Harbaugh, again, Harbaugh can't tell him right now, hey, I'm going to draft you because he doesn't know what team he's going to or what his draft position will be. Right, and he's got only until January 15th to figure it out. Or J.J.'s comfortable enough to know he's going to get a mega NIL deal to stay next year. And he's not, and that's unfortunate. He's not? Michigan's NIL has gone down the tubes Well, they lost, you know, go to Dickinson, losing him to Kansas, right? Right, absolutely, and he said as much, and now it's, you know what, they aren't doing a good enough job, and I will come out and I will say it, and, you know, anybody wants to get mad at me can get mad at me. Are they on the high horse? said the Michigan education, they want to draw the people no, in for that? they just don't have enough organization, and they haven't from the get-go. And if you're not going to be paying players, did you read that article in The Athletic where they were talking to kids at the All-Star game down there in Under Armour? Under Armour, yeah. And they were talking about, well, I was getting $300,000, $400,000 up front. Where's the NCAA? How come they're not flocking to them? No, 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 but a cheeseburger right. that you can't right. remember buying. Right. Or, or stealing, allegedly stealing signs. Yeah is the end of the world. Absurd. And uh, immediate kids, suspensions. It was almost every kid that they interviewed. Well, you know, eighty to hundred thousand dollars a year and so on and so forth. And the NCAA looks Does the other nothing. way. Why aren't they flocking there? This is a, this should be immediate, right? They gotta go now. They've set the precedent that they've got to take care of this right away and we gotta be on top of it. And they aren't doing a damn thing about it. So it's unfortunate, but that's the way the game is going. Michigan's not playing that game and if you want to be transformational and not transactional, then you better have your ducks in a row and you better have your boosters on board and you better be telling them what to do with their money and there are some bills coming due bill that uh, that i don't think they're going to be able to pay and uh that's ridiculous where where this is right now and it's hard to talk about this when you are three games away you know three days away from a potential national championship or four days whatever it is but it is reality here that they are going to struggle if they don't get on board with this chris ballas of the wolverine.com joining us in studio you have a Michigan-Washington National Championship game question. Want to talk about the Alabama game, the future of Harbaugh or J.J.? You can join us live on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE. To 21,000. That's the word HUGE to 21,000. Speaking of texting... Text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000, and you'll be in the drawing next summer during the Huge Shell Golf Event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, where you could win Lomas Brown's tricked-out custom Lions golf cart. All you have to do is text IMPACT to 21000. You can meet Lomas and see the cart from 2 until 4 p.m. on Friday, January 12th in Novi, at the Suburban Collection Showplace during the Ultimate Fishing Show at the Impact Power Sports set up there. Lomas will be there 2 until 4 on Friday, January 12th. I'll be broadcasting live that day, 3 until 6 statewide from the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi, in the Detroit area. And Lomas Brown and I will be at the Power, the Impact Power Sports booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show and meet Lomas, get an autograph, take a selfie, picture, and also see that Lions tricked out custom golf cart that could be yours. And if you want to get in on that drawing, it's free. No purchase necessary. Just text IMPACT 
to 21000. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this. Day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Knapps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Thursdays are presented by Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey, and his team. And the Dorn Mayhew Grand Rapids Officer World Headquarters are in Troy. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com doing his best air band repeat <laughs> performance from Northview High School on the north side of Grand Rapids. What year you graduated from there? Uh, late 1980s. Late 1980s. Want to give a shout out to Larry Ballas and your mom. Love them. Great people on the north side of GR. Larry calls this the greatest radio show ever. Thank you, Larry Ballas. <laughs> he does, really. Why are you laughing when he says he does? Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. Okay, is he, I bet he's listening right now I to mean, you guys. Sure, he is. Absolutely. Good man. Remember, I met him for the first time. I was at a Meyer doing a live show, I think up on Plainfield on the north side of GR. And he we popped in and said, and I'm Larry Ballas. And our buddy there, the late uh, Brian. Who was it? Bromley at the Huntington Bank. Yeah, God God bless bless him. Yeah, love the Bromley family from Midland to 
West Michigan with the Suns. Yeah, that was a tragic loss, but a lot of good people along the way. And over 22 years in the state of Michigan, I'll begin my 33rd year of doing a sports talk show on April 15th. It's amazing, man. 33 years. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud to be a part of it. Man, yeah, you guys do a good job. I've watched Wolverine.com uh, just grow, and now you have Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, Skeen, Doug Skeen, the former Michigan lineman, Johnny Borden, the senior column. It's just a good crew, a lot of coverage. Uh, the future Big Ten possible championship game with Michigan and Washington. What a what a launching pad for the Big Ten and also an up yours to the Big Ten at the same time with the Harbaugh and Michigan there, right. right? And what a disaster for ESPN. And they're just like throwing up their hands. They don't have they the did. Big Ten and they don't have the, they did they don't have Texas. They, they don't have anything. They did everything they could to bring Jim Harbaugh and Michigan down and prevent them from this. And oh, they shouldn't be there. Now they're all changing their tune, right? And they're all, we knew it all along. Oh, Feinbaum apologizing. Oh, you know, uh, Harbaugh coached uh, uh, Saban and... And, and and the story has died. Yes. And it will resurface if Harbaugh decides to stay. Yeah, of course it will. And they'll try to get him to go because, you know what, you follow the money, man. And look at Ryan Day sharing. and his team, how embarrassing it was, how they quit against Missouri, right? They're all scrambling to the portal. How about the Alabama center that couldn't get the ball back to his uh, quarterback? Taking now, so much heat from fans, he wants he's, out. And he's taking a visit to Ohio State. We're like, oh, we're all for it. Come on. Yeah. You know, bring him on. Be the long snapper there. <laughs> all right, Chris, we have a lot to talk about another hour with Ballas. If you have questions, I know. We have uh, Blake and Super Rossade from Detroit on hold. I'll get to your questions coming up in our next segment on a busy Thursday. Talking Michigan-Washington National Championship game. Also uh, within the hour, Lomas Brown and Josh Garvey on the Lions and the Vikings. And the Lions getting screwed last week. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number two on Adorn Mayhew Thursday, presented by one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. World headquarters in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. Josh Garvey and his team head up the Dorn Mayhew Grand Rapids office. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us inside this hour. If you have a Michigan football question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, Ballas. Getting set to leave for Houston. Team coverage with Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, senior columnist John Borden, and Doug Skeen for the Michigan Football Podcast, heard weekly at thewolverine.com. So drop your Michigan questions. I know we have a couple of callers who have been hanging around. We'll get to your comments in a moment. Lomas Brown, Josh Garvey on the Lions. The end in Dallas. The Vikings regular season game. 
who's back, who's not, what will happen in the playoffs. Lomas will join us in less than an hour. Let's go grab Blake and Sparta listening on our flagship station, 96-1 The Game. You're on The Huge Show. How's it going, guys? How you doing, Blake? Oh, doing great. Just shopping for some uh, pile at Menards right now, but then I came up with a question. <laughs> All right, what's your question, buddy? So, after the Michigan win, I was uh, pretty excited to listen to some SDC cheers with uh, Mr. Feinbaum, <laughs> and they're acting like, you know, they're they're acting like uh, Alabama lost that game, like it was just themselves, and Michigan had no credit. So I guess my question to you is whose mistakes are like more de- detrimental? That's a fair question. You know, Nick Saban is not one to give credit after games either. And he didn't. He said, well, I told these guys before the game, it was going to be us of what we did or didn't do. And that's exactly what it was. Oh, give all credit to Michigan or credit to Michigan. But it was us. You know what? Michigan started that game like they were a little bit nervous and they should have been up bill 20 to 10, 20 to three at halftime. And everybody's like, well, we're still up 13 to 10. And I'm like, look, you know, they're going to make adjustments. You got to play your best football in these games. And I thought that Alabama would come back and make it a game. But I thought there were plenty of mistakes to go around. Neither team brought their A game. And if they had, they could have won that game rather at least by a score or two, right? A touchdown or two in, in regulation. But uh, it evened out. And uh, I really saw, I saw Feinbaum today, as a matter of fact, talking about, okay, give Michigan credit. And like guys like Pat McAfee saying, you know, Michigan's for real. And they were dominant. There was nothing flukish about it. So on some of these podcasts, looking at the, the actually the look on Feinbaum's face was kind of fun when he begrudgingly admitted that Michigan was the better football team. And you know what? It took uh, until overtime to prove it, but they did that. And I think that's where it was. His name is Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com. Joining us, you have a Michigan comment or a question about the game on Monday night. One more victory in the Wolverines are your college football playoff national champions. Future of Harbaugh and JJ. I think it's, I don't know if Harbaugh is out the door. Like we said in the first hour, uh, only the Chargers job seems to be the the one fit. I I don't know if he, you know, Robert Kraft is going to have that meeting with Belichick on Monday. Right. I I don't sense Harbaugh a fit there with Kraft. You don't. And you know what? He's going to want a little bit. Everybody's saying he's going to want control. And would he accept any job, for example, if Carolina opened up? And maybe he would because he bets on himself, number one. Remember Minnesota a couple of years ago, everybody thought, oh, he's not going to go to another cold-weather climate, especially Minnesota. But, you know, when you have that itch and you get that close to Lombardi Trophy, and if that's your only option and you want to pursue it, then then more power to you, man. What he's done, accomplished here is something that I wasn't sure that he ever would be able to build with Michigan's resources are, are great. Their NL is, still isn't good enough. So, um, but to, to do what they've done in this climate and in this era of college football has been amazing. If he can win a national championship and then decide that he wants to go after a Super Bowl, I think that that's what he's going to do. And um, to me, uh, that itch has not yet been scratched. And J.J. McCarthy, it will just be, you know, I guess uh, pro day workouts. Uh, what is his value? I Most mock drafts I've seen, middle of the year, he was sneaking up into the top yeah. 10, but then he fell back. I I don't think he's going to leave Michigan if he's going to be a – the high would be a potential second rounder. Um, based on what we've heard from people close to him, I think a lot of people want him to go for a few reasons. Number one, 
you know, you've, you've accomplished everything you can at Michigan, right? And you've got this. People want him line. to go inside I think, Michigan? I, I think some people. I think, well, Jim Harbaugh has said, yes, I definitely think he's ready. And people, you know, of course, Jim Harbaugh advised Blake Corum the same thing. And Blake Corum came back on the one more year campaign. But they haven't even gotten that off the ground yet, Bill, which is unbelievable to me. Michigan needs to be better there. Uh, number two, though, I think people close to him are saying with the NIL thing and with the opportunities that he's going to have being a champion. And, you know, before it was like, well, if it's the right situation and he doesn't want to go to a huge market team and so on and so forth. But now it's like, well, you know what, maybe not, now you need to strike while the iron's hot. So I definitely think he's leaning that way. Um, that is my strong opinion. Now that could change if they were to lose, for example, or if Jim Harbaugh decided he was coming back and told JJ that. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if this, this was his last game in a Michigan uniform. Wow. Yep. Yeah, someone want him to go, is it? Well, it's just if, uh, for his, because uh, because it's in his best interest, they think, in my opinion. That's kind of the deal. Yep. You could lose in the same calendar year. Well, not the calendar year, the same mm-hmm. time frame. Hunter Dickinson goes to Kansas. Right. J.J. would go to the NFL. Yep. Because if they don't have the NIL money, it, right. how about this? Okay. I'll ask you, Ed. Mm-hmm. I, I don't count out anything in college sports. Yep. What if there was somebody willing to give J.J.? Mega dollars to go play one year in the transfer portal at one oh, of the big boy schools. No chance. Nope. They, he wouldn't do nothing to sully his Michigan legacy. I can almost guarantee that. He's I not thought Hunter Dickinson. Dickinson was that type of guy. No, nah, I didn't. You, yeah, did? you kind of saw it. And you know what? And I don't blame him because Michigan you was saw not it when he comparable. wore the ski mask to Wisconsin. Yeah, that was probably not his wisest move. So, but you know what? And when Michigan couldn't counter, and he said, he said as much. And at a place like Michigan, Bill, isn't that unacceptable? Don't you think that's unacceptable? That they are not competing with the big boys no, in No, because I'm, I'm going to tell you my vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My vibe is, Chris, that there is a holier-than-thou that the Michigan education is worth so much <laughs> that, well, we're going to put education first before buying players. Well, it's not about buying players even. It's about, okay, get the players when they're here, make sure that they have their. So you can go to them and say, we're not giving you money up front, but we can tell you what these guys are making per year. I thought they had their collective going. They had it, and then it took a huge step backward this year. What happened? You got a bunch of guys that are vying to be the guy, and there are a lot of guys talking that aren't ponying up, Bill, and that really want to be involved. I give Jared Wengler a lot of credit uh, for that Valiant Collective, but the athletic department did not have – Everything set before. Remember, they hired this guy, this uh, like an NIL uh, outsider. What happened to him? Exactly. That's what I asked the other day. And people, and some of the higher ups at Michigan are saying, exactly. We haven't heard a word, you know, and that's been done for months. So they got to get they got to get it on the ball here, man, and make sure that their athletes are being taken care of like others around the country. So I go back to my question. You mm-hmm. said no way he would never go play if he's not going to be a high first rounder right now. And there's a school willing to pay J.J. McCarthy $5 million to come mm. play one year. Interesting. Yeah. Right? I, I think he would go to the NFL. I really do. And even be a second, third rounder? I do. Yep. And Because uh, of the Michigan legacy is gone. Right. All this beauty of the photos of looking at the Rose Bowl when everyone's gone. Right. But I don't know if these kids... Again, this team seems different. Corum, Corum and JJ are right. different than the rest of college football. And they're still getting underpaid compared to what their uh, counterparts are. I love this, getting underpaid. Yes. But Harbaugh's getting railed for a cheeseburger. <laughs> Roman Wilson, I interviewed him and I said as much. I don't know if you read my story, but he said, you know what? In 10 years, when some kid is getting $500,000, he says, I wouldn't turn that down. I'm like, it's happening now, That's kid. what I'm saying. Again, it's happening I, now. I would not. It's like with Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, there was that angst on... You know, one show where you're like, you know, what's he doing? He's a turncoat. 
But then if the reports are, you know, 250 grand, 300, 400,000, right. whatever they are, yeah. I understand. I would understand it. Yep. If Michigan doesn't have the NIL system in place and JJ leads them to a national championship, but his NFL stock is going to be third rounder, mid second rounder highest. And a school said, here's $5 million to come play for us. Yeah, I don't see it. Not with him. He's different, and I've said that. And a lot so of is there enough? Are, uh, are there enough boosters that would pony up stuff and money through their collective to keep I haven't seen it. JJ there? I haven't seen it. And this, you know, one of them has at least temporarily been kicked out of the collective. And he was the biggest donor. You know, this Uncle T crap that nobody has put any, you know, nobody, nobody's come out with any evidence saying, this guy is responsible for this, this, or this, and here's the evidence. It was hearsay, and he gets kicked out. This is Michigan, you know the the, the you know. The yeah, but if, if this is Michigan, then they got to compete with the big boys, right. and they are. But there also could be this side that sees where Michigan is at right now without paying major money, going, "We're fine." Well, these guys are all three, four year players, and that next cycle. And the addition of all these big boy schools yeah. in Oregon and Washington that are paying, especially Oregon. Uh, coming in in USC, look at the money they're paying athletes. Yep. It's and UCLA. blockbuster video, Bill, is what they're saying. We're on top now. Nothing can t- harm us. And then get where are you in three years? That's exactly what they're I remember doing. blockbuster video. I love blockbuster going, video. Going in for the videos right. long before exactly. all the, you know, uh, and there's no pay services. And when was the last time they were relevant? It yeah. was like, you know, blockbuster video or a slow dance at Electric Avenue. <laughs> Kids aren't slow dancing anymore. Right? What's the matter with Remember these Remember those days with the clubs? You'd be slow dancing. Yeah. I'd be at Electric Avenue on the mic going, all right, buddy, time for a slow dance. Yep. Hey, don't forget to tip those bartenders and waitresses. And guys will be out there, like, falling in love. Now they're sending Snapchat pictures. Mm. That's the new, I guess that's the new trend. And, or they go out in groups. Or so I've heard. Like yeah. six boys. Six, my son and five of his friends will go to a movie with six girls. Okay. I go, what are you playing, volleyball? Right. <laughs> oh, no, the no good one-on-one. On one. We, we should talk about the good old days all this hour. Well, no, one, no one-on-one. Where's a good slow dance? A good slow jam? Mm. Isn't there a song called a Slow Jam or something? There's a, a bunch of them when yeah. I was DJing. There were some great slow jams. Yeah. Whitney Houston. And then to go ask a girl to dance and, and the and – the, the brave souls that would go in and say, would you like to dance? And she's sitting there with four friends and she shoots you down and you have to walk away. Yeah, boy. I don't remember that part. Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. I'm sorry like, that happened, Bill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, yeah. oh, my God. The king of Northview. Were you yeah. the homecoming king? No, heck no. Okay, well, then... No. Uh, and you got shot down. Yeah. Okay. I just <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Kenny Jansen, who was my buddy, my good friend Kenny, Kenny Jansen. Jansen. Yeah, you, Kenny you know Jansen. Yeah, yeah. good man. All Love right, Kenny. All right. So uh, looking at the Washington game on Monday, and when you look at the three biggest keys for a Michigan victory, what would they be? Yeah, I just wrote it today. As a matter of fact, number one, you got to get responsible pressure on Michael Penix. Here's the thing: they got to him. Texas did. But he shifts and he makes people miss, and then he keeps his eyes downfield and, and he hits his receivers in stride. So you got to collapse that pocket from the inside and keep those hands up so that you aren't going straight at him full speed. You've got to be in control and make him nervous. Uh, and in doing so, you also have to mix up the pressures and disguise your pressures like Jesse Minner has done all year better than anybody in the country, in my opinion. If you go back and watch the Arizona State Washington film, that's exactly what they did in that game and really frustrated him. So. 
That's number one. Number two, control the clock. I think by keeping him off the field, Penix off the field, you can have your seven, eight-minute drives, and I think that's going to work in this game against this Washington team. Now, of course, we thought the same about TCU last year, right? So I'm sure that they'll be bringing something, but you've got to have an answer for it. I think that they will be better prepared this time to uh, to deal with that if Washington mixes it up on defense. And then number three, buddy, special teams, right, cannot be the disaster that it was. Why are they fielding punts inside right, the 10-yard right, line right. in games that – Either you or or in a game, excuse me, not games, plural. In a game, you either led or it was a critical, right, critical possession. It was Step forty away. seconds to go. Step away, right? And everyone wants to be a hero, right? And you know what? They put Jake Thaw out there just to not fumble after what happened with Samaj Morgan. Look how close he was to losing that ball. Exactly. You see the replay where it, the ball came down by his belt yes. buckle, and he held on to it. Yes, he took a wicked shot. Even Herb Street was yep. talking about. He can't believe no. how he. I, I'm I'm thinking going to get a safety to right. win this. Yeah, right? which would have been a disaster. Oh, and God. so, but you should never, you should tell him, you stand even at the 15 or the 20, don't touch the ball. Don't touch the ball. We're going to overtime anyway. Don't touch the ball. Don't touch it. Right. And uh, inside the 10, you don't touch it. Get away from it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, special teams, uh, they've been pretty decent uh, this year. They've had a lot of change over there. Uh, well, what's something that's in your mind right now about when you knew Washington held on to beat Texas, where you're like, this really concerns me about the Huskies. Um, I'll, first of all, I'll say I was, I thought it was better for Michigan. You're going to have probably a ton of Texas fans there, right? Uh, if it were Texas and then you've aired a disadvantage there. So I thought that was to Michigan's favor. And when I saw what the crowd noise did to affect Alabama in that game, I thought, okay, that's really big. Uh, but Michigan has not faced a quarterback like Michael Penix all year. And, you know, if this were, uh, last year's Ohio State team with C.J. Stroud, you know, you could say, well, they've been in that position, but they have been in that position in the past. So Jesse Minner knows how to prepare for it. We saw it last year at Ohio State. I really believe that they will have a good plan for it. But these receivers, man, remember the Michigan State game would they put up 700 and something yards on them. That's how good they were. And to me, that's going to be a challenge for this Michigan football team against those receivers. So that was really what came to mind. And I thought, okay, Washington deserves to be there. Everybody's going to say, okay, you know, Michigan's a favorite and they're going to go ahead and finish this thing off. I don't think this is the slam dunk that people are going to, that people think it is. I think definitely uh, Michigan's the favorite and I will pick Michigan to win, but I think it'll be a pretty good football game. Yeah, I do. Four and a half points. I I think it could bump to six. Yeah. Michigan, by the time you get the kickoff on Monday and and if they win the national championship and you're Harbaugh like we said you're on top JJ's on top yeah uh the climb back up after everything they've been through the end yeah. of Lloyd to where they would stand Monday in Houston Texas uh the total comeback of Michigan the question is and I I go back to what we just started this hour with the lack of an NIL cash train yeah can they stay on top they need to get it together because they have three in a row and again yep. you're michigan right now you're santa ono you're ward manual you're behind the scenes you're saying why do we need to pay look what we've done the last three years right right exactly but can they stay there right and you know what you don't see anybody else resting on that like alabama immediately after the rose bowl had something out from one of its collectives saying hey we need this this and this and and you're talking about a program that collects five stars like they're collecting stamps you know and and they had a ton of talent out there on the field i think collectively 
by recruiting rankings, they had more talent on the field than they've had at any one at, at any one time in their in their recent history. So, um, but they want more, and they're greedy. And if you want to be relevant, then you better be greedy. And Michigan, frankly, has not done a good enough job. So, yeah, I mean, these guys are starting to talk about it. When Roman Wilson's talking about it during Big Ten Media Day or or Rose Bowl Media Day, then you know it's an issue. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us. If you have a Michigan football comment or question, we'll do that for the next 20 minutes. 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Let's go to Super Racide from Detroit. You're on with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Hey, how's it going, Huge? And uh, to your guest, uh, Happy New Year to you both. And you. Thank you, my man. Yep, and um, this is the super perspective. And uh, let's see, I wanted to talk Wolverines, Lions, and Pistons right quick. So starting with the Wolverines, uh, it's it's Jim Harbaugh, a.k.a. Jimmy Football. I gave him that nickname, and I hope it sticks and it stays. Jimmy Football will be back. I believe he's going to thirst for another Natty, if he can get it now, which he has the larger percentage, Jimmy Football will be back for the playoffs. He's going to want to solidify, without a shadow of a doubt, that they can win it, win, win, win a Natty without any controversy. If they can win it this year, also they need to implement Tom Brady. If you implement Tom Brady to help him recruit five stars over the years, this will be a ongoing thing, not just a year or two here and there. We want uh, we want to build an empire. If you bring in Tom Brady to help him recruit five stars, we will be able to uh, challenge the SEC every other freaking year almost for a natty daddy. So that's what I'm talking about. Now let's get to the Lions. Uh the Lions messed themselves up because they had all of those linemen had their big fat tummies all around the referee, and they shouldn't have. And, and they screwed themselves having all those big fat tummies right around, and they probably made the referee nervous or something. I don't know, but without a shadow of a doubt, I do believe even if they would have known it, it was eighty-three, I don't think Dallas was going to stop it anyway. So let the Lions use that for fuel. I'm not a Lions fan, but they need to use that for fuel because. Even knowing that 83 was going to catch the ball, they wasn't going to stop it because I don't think they were even going to take 83 serious. They were, I think they were kind of confused anyway because the Lions just marched all the way down the field on them. So Dallas got lucky. Now to the Pistons, I want to hear your perspective on this, Huge. What do you think about uh, us using our Mount Rushmore? The Mount Rushmore would be uh, Magic Johnson, um, the Fab Five, all of them teaming up with Tom Gores as far as being like executives. So you bring in Magic, you bring in the Fab Five, you bring in maybe even Tom Brady, put them up there with him as executives. This will this will create a mania. This will create such a stir around the country. It'll get so much notice and popularity and fame. This will help the Pistons right off the bat, especially bringing in Magic. Tom Brady, he doesn't know football, but he has the popularity. He has the fame. You bring in the Fab Five, all five of them, make them executives, make them whatever you need to make them, co-GMs, and this will, this will set it off for the Pistons. Oh, man, uh, Super Racide, uh, good stuff. Now, a couple of things. 
I, I do agree with you. Magic is a part owner of the Washington Commanders in the NFL. I don't know if he still has an ownership stake in the Lakers, but it would be interesting if he would buy the Pistons from Gore. I, I, I think the Pistons, it's just they're not playing for Monty Williams and they don't play no defense. I'm telling you. I've said it all year long. It's pathetic. And, oh, well, Cade. Now, Cade, Cade's a one-end-of-the-floor player, not a two-way player. It's killing them. And Monty Williams, the team is not playing for him. And they can't hold a lead because they don't have a bench. So there you go. And they're young, and they're not going to be drawing squat in downtown Detroit. The one thing about Brady, though, Chris Ballas, that I want to get your thoughts on, for Brady to join in heading up a collective, that would be interesting if it could be pulled off. Yeah, and there was talk about... Him leading it and him going to the former boosters and right. and raising money, and it would be almost a TB12 collective, right? Right, and there was actually talk about putting a TB12 um, facility, facility on, in Ann Arbor and all that, but why Why are we waiting and why are we talking about this? Why? Who's the leader? Yeah, three years after this? the fact, right? right? Who's going to take the, the bull by the horns here and make things happen, you know? And it doesn't, to me, it's not rocket science. And well, I don't Ward Manuel doing enough work? I don't know. Uh, I don't, and I know that a lot of people have expressed frustration with him and about this, And but where are the steps to make things happen? I haven't seen it. I've talked to enough people that haven't seen it. It needs to change, blah, 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 blah. I'm sick of talking about it, I'll be honest. Yep. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. You're listening to a live mood change being brought to you by... <laughs> well, I just uh, woke up after that five-minute question. The, the Wolverine.com. <laughs> and Chris is really embracing the callers. And <laughs> we love you. Doing a good job. We will have one final segment if you want to join us with a question for uh, Mr. Bedside Manor. <laughs> Uh, Chris Ballas, you have a question on Michigan-Washington, the national championship game on Monday night. Hardball, McCarthy, NIL, and more. You can drop your questions. One final segment with Chris in studio, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan-based bank with locations all across the state. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Save big on fuel with m Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your m fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. $0.10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. 
TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan on a Thursday broadcast with Superfly Hayes, winner of the most annoying person in the room today by far. Not even, not even a contest. That, That's me. No. All right. Now in Hayes. a poll, in a poll on the Huge Show <laughs> Facebook page, out of in-studio guests, where does Chris Ballas rank <laughs> with his interaction with callers? Uh, dead last ever. I love you all. Uh, you tell. Chris is again live mood swings uh, presented by. <laughs> We're just having the fun. Michigan Center for Psychiatric <laughs> Development. <laughs> it's like being on the golf course all over again. It is. Yeah. So trust me. Right. I mean, what, what way is the wind blowing? Yeah. Okay, let's uh, get to some Michigan football questions. Let's go down to Adrian and Keith, who's listening on ninety-six-five The Cave. You're on the Huge Show with. Chris Ballas, Mr. Happy, Mr. Brightside uh, from the Wolverine.com. What's going on, Keith? Well, I just have a question. Um, I think if you go back in the second half of that Rose Bowl game, you would find, um, if I'm not mistaken, four times in a row, uh, three and outs Mm -hmm. by Michigan. Uh, is that is that correct? That is correct. Oh, their oh. second half, they had what forty one yards of offense until for a the last and a half, drive. Right, You're right, yeah. buddy. Yep. Right. So now, how I, I'm concerned. I mean, uh, it sounded on the radio. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. It sounded on the radio like they were doing the same kind of thing that TCU did to us last year, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Yeah, I think that, that's yeah. Keith, that, that, that defensive line is right. In motion, uh, stunting, uh, shifting, looping, uh, and they couldn't pick them up. They couldn't. They didn't know who to block. Well, you know, Keith, and thanks for the call from Adrian listening on 96.5. I did say early on in the second half, it was a master class on adjustments mm-hmm. by Saban and his staff, and Michigan didn't recover until that final drive. And I tweeted, I said, you know what? This is it looks exactly like four years ago in the bowl game when the adjustments were so much better by Alabama and staff and Nick Saban. 
And it, I said, there's still time, though, to change the story, the ending of this story. And they did and give them credit for that. But they kind of went back into their old tendencies, Bill, where, OK, we're going to run it and we're going to be really conservative here. And everybody's like, well, yeah, they had a couple plays to opportunities to make on third downs that they didn't and they didn't execute. And that's true. But they were third and longs. And if you're executing on third and long, as Alabama found out, it's going to be a lot harder than executing on third and three. So they have got to be ready to make in-game adjustments before halftime here in case Washington comes out with a TCU-type game plan and uh, and throws some things at them that they haven't seen. But I don't think that Michigan's going to rely solely on the run game uh, like they did in that TCU game initially where, okay, we're panicking now and we don't know what to do. And we've seen that. We've seen them make adjustments to the point where you've got a quarterback like J.J. McCarthy in this passing game against, I think, the 90th ranked pass defense in the country, Washington, there should be some plays there to be made. Yeah, and they they won, though. Yep. As much as we want to slice it, dice it, they won. But I, that after halftime, the trying to hold on mantra that we've seen from Harbaugh mm-hmm. uh, in the, the TCU and the adjustments and is he getting out coach? But they, you know, when they when they threw in the design run to JJ, I said, you know what? They Alabama has their attention. Yeah. Well, where, where is that design run? It took him way too long. Are, is, is he just worried about J.J. getting hurt? Maybe. Uh, and I don't understand it because when you see what they do with Milrow at Alabama, and J.J. is a, a great athlete. He can make plays like that. Can't I can't believe they didn't work. bring Milrow to the edge on that right. final play on no. a, a run-pass option. Right. I, I can't either. But you know what? Give Michigan credit for sniffing it out. And uh, I will say this about McCarthy. Um, you know what? I'd love to see him Run more. him four or five times. I'm not right. saying 20 carries no. a game, but that four or five draw. of those design right. runs. I don't even like the quarterback draw up the middle. I like the way they pulled and they he right. got to the corner and and you see a speed. You yep. you rarely in the last two years have seen the speed you saw in that design QB run by yep. McCarthy. And how about the athleticism to huddle that one pass in with one hand and still make the play? That was one of the plays of the game on the pass back from Donovan Edwards where he catches it with one hand. And, and Roman Wilson's insane. Catch. Yeah, that was uh, on you the know ball what? that was tipped and somehow maintained a game its spiral of inches, baby. Have you seen the photo where yes. the, the Alabama guys he was ready to off in yeah. the game? Yep, and he climbed the ladder, and I asked him specifically about that in the locker room, and he thanked God and. And said, man, you know what? Uh, it was just meant to be. Let's go to Ken and Burton listening on Sports Extra 1330 out of Flint. You're on with Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. Hi, Huge. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I was wondering, uh, Chris, your opinion on Donovan Edwards when you were talking about mm. J.J. and Coach Harbaugh, whether you think he'll be back next year or, or if he's going to go to the pros or transfer portal. Because in the second question about Donovan, What's happened? Why hasn't mm-hmm. he been able to break out this year like he did the first two years? That's a great yeah, question. That's a great question out of Burton. Thanks for listening on Sports Extra 1330. It, it never seemed like he got comfortable after the offseason surgeries, right? It, he's not breaking tackles. He's not running with as much power. And he seems tentative. Almost running, yeah, I was going to say that. Yep. Not scared, but, right. tentative. but tentative. Right. And you know, part some guys do that when they are protecting their draft stock and things like that. And he's, he doesn't strike me as a player like that, that, okay, I'm just biding my time here. He's a perfect team guy. And but he's just not catching passes like he used to. He should be more of a weapon in the passing game and as a mismatch 
against linebackers, and, and it just isn't happening for him, and I don't know why. Um, do I think that he will go to the pros? I don't think he's going to have that opportunity right now. Uh, do I think that he could go to the transfer portal? That would be a disaster, and that would be, I'll tell you what, a wake-up call for Michigan and its NIL. I don't expect that to happen. Again, this is a different group of kids, and you know when Jim Harbaugh talks about transformational, trans, not transactional, He's talking about kids that aren't just looking for the money first and putting a team together that like a veteran team in you know year four or year five is going to be able to compete for championships. But uh, to me, uh, I think Donovan's got a lot to prove still, and uh, we'll see if he can be a number one back. I'm not sure that he can. Yeah, I I, I just think injuries catch mm-hmm. up. It's almost like you look at Quorum had that tentative side early, and then right. he, then he just got back to the old Blake Horn. In that game, he sure did. Never I'm not, not just the game. I'm talking towards the end of the he year. He did, yep. And he had that burst that we is, was missing and, and the shiftiness, right? And but also, started. they're not using, you know, Edwards was a, a big pass catcher out of the backfield. He was. You know, out of the gate at Michigan. Yep. But he is not broken. I mean, he gets out in space, and you got to, as a running back, you got to make that one last guy miss. And he's and not he had a great that. run to start the game last year. If he just would have cut back right. to the inside, might have been a touchdown. Yeah. Remember against TCU? Yeah, you've got to have you've got to have some shiftiness. And he talks about Blake Corum's shiftiness, and he just doesn't have it right now. Let's go to Doug in Grand Rapids, listening on ninety six one The Game. You're on the huge show with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine dot com. Hey Billy, thanks for taking my call. Hey Doug. Hey Chris. Um, Really uh, enjoy all of your uh, stuff that I read and, and listen. I appreciate all your work. And actually, that that last caller asked my question. I've been concerned or not mm-hmm. concerned, but curious about about Donovan and just uh, lack of yeah being able to break a tackle. But so you kind of went through all that. So let's talk about who's the next up running back once Blake is gone and if Donovan can't do it. What? Who's next in line? Yeah, great call. Great great question. And uh, you know what? Benjamin Hall, they like a lot, but is he ready to be a bell cow back when he wasn't even starting in high school as a sophomore? I think this kid's going to be okay, but uh, he's got great feet and pretty good vision. Um, so maybe it's him. I, I still think they'll look for the, to the portal for a back. And uh, But again, you have to have a great NIL game to be involved with some of these guys. You know, there's no better place to come as a running back if you're Michigan. Look at what these guys get to do and um, there's not one guy you look at Cole Cabana from Dexter you know there's been some chatter about him you know maybe uh, maybe the stage is a little bit too big for him and and maybe looking around a little bit that has not been confirmed and I don't want to start rumors but you know being in Dexter you know and people you know what people good talk. place to announce it on the huge right show. exactly Boy, across kills. Michigan <laughs> <was the rumor. laughs> yeah so no I shouldn't have said I shouldn't have said that I shouldn't no, have said that well yeah. it, it's a part of the world it today is that, exactly you know, it really comes down to even with uh, Ace and the schools that are showing interest, right? Where do you want to play? Mm-hmm. You can always now portal up, right? Or you can portal down if it's too big of a lead. Exactly. You have options now yep. if you're an athlete in any sport right. across the board. Exactly. At so, any level. But I do think they're you know they were looking at Trevor Etienne uh, out of uh, Florida and he and, ends up at Georgia. That's really nice, sir. Right. Exactly. What if JJ ends up at Ohio State? Nah, that's not happening. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> they probably won't even take him. He's a Wolver- Walmart Wolverine. And he, we would never take a guy like that. So there's only one Justin Moore. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Ryan Day, your team really showed up. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. And people are like, well, we had all the opt-outs. If you're a program at that level, like Florida State or Ohio State, and your backups can't be competitive in a game, I'm talking you lose 35-20. You yeah. lose 35-17. Yep. 
if you can't be competitive, your team just quit. Yes. They didn't even show up. And that's what's happening yep. when you go after five stars and it's NIL money and it's about themselves. It's tough to develop a team game and ask Ryan Day the struggles he's going through right now. Exactly. And I will say that I do think if Donovan Edwards comes back, obviously he's going to be the guy that's going to get the first opportunity there. He, needs he just that needs burst to show back. more. He I need needs that to burst show more. Back exactly. From Edwards. Yep. And remember the wheel route and the way you can yes. get out on a linebacker? Yeah. And, yep. And you know, JJ running, I here's what I'll say, and it's crazy, Chris, that three straight Big Ten titles, three straight wins over Ohio State, just beat Saban in Alabama. And at times I think Harbaugh not think. I, I believe he has underused his offensive talent. Yeah, probably. And at the same time, when you're playing complimentary football. But they're a game away from being national champions. So I have no Who complaints. is Bill Simonson to say this? <laughs> exactly. We don't win right. The We, we don't win right. That's crowd. like when you're one under at our Tullymore Golf Spring Football Summit, and I'm like, no way he can keep playing like that, and you finish uh, two under, and I'm like, that's only happening once in a blue moon with yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know you're not talking to me because I, I don't think I've ever been two under there. You but. you and uh, Superfly are the teammates. Yeah, well, I'm good with that. Tell me more spring. My guy is the most summer. improved golfer I've ever seen. Well, he's 6'7". If he can't improve, I told him, throw your clubs in the lake at North Kent and just quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's he, fair. He is like so tall. If he just has a slow swing. Uh, well, he does, and he's been improved incredibly. You gotta, next time you're in town, you got to come with me. We'll go to the Ada Indoor Country Club. It's awesome. open to the public. They got yep. three state of the art, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars simulators. Nice. But the best thing is, each simulator has a practice range. Okay. So when you swing, it takes the side photo and the front photo of your swing. And you can see what you're doing wrong. Perfect. And it was great. And Superfly adjusted. He he, he was winning after three holes. We played a nine-hole match. Yeah. And he did his usual 7-7-7, uh, seven, 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 which uh, is great on a <laughs> slot machine, but not on a golf course. Well, and it's usually after a few And he drinks. hates losing to me. And I hate... <laughs> I hate when you're leading me or Superfly's leading me. I can deal with Skeen. Yeah. Because Skeen doesn't rub it in. Well, I only Except play. And I play like four times a year. So, you know. Oh, wow. That's up to four. It was one just a day yeah. ago. Well, you know, four. All right. Well, Ballas, man, let's grab one more call. Yeah. John and Kalamazoo listening on 96 One The Game out of Grand Rapids. You're on with Chris Ballas on the Wolverine.com. Hello, Huge. Hello, Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey, Johnny. Hey, I, got a, I, got a, I got a question for you, Huge. Another one for Ballas in a minute, Chris. Mm-hmm. You, where was your favorite place to play in Austin when you used to be a sports radio guy there? For me? Yeah, you, you were in Austin, weren't you, at one point? Yeah, I was in Austin, Texas. I wasn't a big golfer then, but I did get a chance to go to like Barton Creek Country Club, the Austin Country Club, and I was horrible. I One time I got to play a few holes with the old Daryl Royal, the legendary football coach, and... I had a lot of offers then to play, but I'll tell you what, when I was a single guy in Austin, in that place, uh, living in the Jones family, Blue Star Development in Riata, uh, which had 10 Riata, pools. Right there, in, right, right off Mopac. Uh, right, right, right off there, of yeah, Mopac, right there. there you go. When I was there, I wasn't thinking about golf balls, okay? I wasn't, <laughs> you were thinking of- I wasn't thinking about my putter. I wasn't. You weren't, so you were thinking about... Who was your, your, your partner? Remember the long drive special at Condo? Remember old boy Condo? Oh, my God. Mike Condorla. Oh, my God. Yeah, who pitched for the Reds. And, and then Adam Schreiber lived next to me at Riata. He played for Texas in uh, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And then Ronnie Bell played at Louisville or Louisville for Schnellenberger. He was another 
neighbor, man, that was my single life, no kids, uh, about 40 pounds lighter. Uh, man, that was a, I mean, thank, thanks a lot for. He what? would wear two gloves to hit long drive. He thought he was a long. He, oh, Mike Condor. He'd, so he'd, he'd pick it up from the, the, the fringe and he'd move Oh, it my God. John, you know what? I got to get to a network break, but thanks a lot. Austin, Texas, living there for three years and then going to Chicago, that five year window being single. Yeah. Mm. We're not saying Bill has regrets here, but. Uh. No. <laughs> I've, I've thought about Austin, Chicago, and all the kids were growing up and they're yelling and screaming in the back of the van and then right. uh, the SUV. And I'm thinking, like, oh my God. And I, because in Austin, I knew a lot of people. Tom Pender's the basketball coach, the Joneses, Switzer was coaching the Cowboys. They still did training camp there. And then in Chicago, I got to know a lot of people because I was on ESPN 1000, right? And that was a five-year run, man. That was a big leagues. That was mm, the, the beautiful women. I, I look back at some of the old photos. Like I found a box in my garage. Yeah. Because uh, you know you didn't have you didn't have the camera phones of some of the women I dated. Yeah. I'd show them the guys now. They wouldn't believe it. They would not believe. It. <laughs> you they sure would, those weren't the pictures and that come with the frames or? All right. <laughs> <laughs> cut it out! Cut it out! And put me. In. <laughs> you know I'm joking. Oh, I, I know. Love you, yeah. Man. Hi, thanks a lot, John from Kalamazoo, for the trip down memory lane. Ballas, uh, good stuff today. Man. Always, man. It's so uh, much safe fun. Safe trip to Houston. We'll talk to you uh, when you get down to Houston Monday. We'll get your thoughts on the game. Okay? Sounds great. Thanks, brother. All right, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us. Team coverage with Ballas, Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey. Doug Skeen and John Borton all weekend long through the game and after the game at TheWolverine.com. Everything huge 24-7 at TheHugeShow.net. For goodness sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friend's sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition canned cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live on a Dorn Mayhew Thursday coming up. Dorn Mayhew's shareholder, lead shareholder in Grand Rapids. At the West Michigan office, Josh Garvey will join me with Lomas Brown. We'll talk Lions, the ending in Dallas, the regular season finale, the playoffs. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-HUGE. Also, if you miss any Huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show. Our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts. They're free, and you can catch up and listen when you want to. Just search The Huge Show. Big. Bad. Huge.
following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Thursday presented by Dorn Mayhew on the Huge Show across Michigan, one of the world's top accounting CPA business firms. Each and every Thursday, Lomas Brown, the former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, joins us courtesy of Josh Garvey and his team at the Dorn Mayhew GR office. We'll talk about the end of that game in Dallas, its effect on this team moving forward, and also what about the regular season finale this weekend against the Vikings. Now, if you have a Lions or NFC North NFL question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Let's welcome in Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew in their GR office. And So, Josh, where were you last Saturday night when the Lions lined up first time and decided to go for two to try and ice the game? At home with my kids watching the game. Um your enthusiasm is dripping through the microphone. <laughs> it is. It sure is. Um, you can't you're sense you're almost speechless on what to say, right? Uh, yeah, if you, can't sense, if you can't sense the anger and disappointment uh, in our league right now, uh, I don't know how else to say it. But, yeah, I was at home watching the game with the kids. And um, needless to say, very, very frustrating end to that football game. Lomas, you're in the booth there in Dallas uh, with Dan Miller and the crew, TJ Dunn on the sidelines. Your first thought when they decided to line up to go for two and then when you saw the laundry, the yellow flag on the field and the call. So so I have to be honest with you, I missed all that. I, I missed it all coming down because I have post-game commitment. Uh, I leave two minutes left in the box and – I'm trying to get down in Irving Irving Stadium, AT&T Stadium, and there's people everywhere. I did see something on the monitor where I seen Teller Decker catch the ball, but I couldn't hear anything, and I thought the game was over with. People were cheering, and then the next thing I know, it wasn't over with. So by the time I got down to the field, everything was over with. But I was filled in on the controversy. And, you know, of course, since then, I've seen it and had my comments about it. And my biggest takeaway, Bill, is even if you put the Lions aside, it's just what they taken from this community and taken from the state of Michigan, meaning the revenue that they've taken out of our pocket. Because, I mean, the ability to host a playoff game home and – that pretty much was taken away from you from being able to host possibly two of them here. And, you know, even the possibility of even getting the number one seed was up until all that debacle happened. So I felt like we were robbed here, you know, and what that could have brought to our economy and what that could have brought to the city of Detroit, you know, if we'd have had that playoff game. So you've been an NFL offensive lineman in college. Uh, when you report, what what was the process for you? Not at, at the high school or college level. I'm talking NFL now. When you were playing, what were you told by coaches and officials on how to report 
uh, to be an eligible receiver? Basically, you run up to the, you go up to the official, which uh, that's what Taylor Decker did, and you basically you pretty much just swipe down on your uniform, or you'll just tell them eligible, and they'll just see the number. And normally back then, they see the number, they call the number, they say that number seventy, number sixty-eight. Whoever is eligible, and it's a simple process, and that's what Taylor did. He went right over to the officials every one scene, and he declared himself as an eligible receiver. And I looked it up, and I have the rules, numbers, section, and everything. I got it in my notes. I just can't recall it right now. But they say in the rules, it's not a limit to how many players can de- can declare eligible. It's nothing in the rule book saying that it's only one person that has to come up and declare eligible. It's nothing that says that. So, again, something that the officials dropped, something that the NFL dropped that cost us a lot. Lomas, uh, and you mentioned announce it. And, again, I was at uh, Preston's Bar in Grand Ledge in the Lansing area with a huge show watch party, so I couldn't hear everything. But I've, I've in all the replays, right immediately after that game, I've never heard the official turn on his mic and say what they do all the time. Uh, number, you know, any number, number 55 is eligible. That's what they normally do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, he did what, what normally the officials do is they walk towards the defense and let them know. That's what they do. That's what the official did. Taylor walked up. Once he walked up and declared, the official you see started heading towards the line of scrimmage because there they go and they basically, you know, tell the defense too that number 70, number 68, whatever number, number 75 is eligible. And that's what should have happened. It's a simple process, just like the coin toss. Remember that? That went against the Lions. Remember that year? Uh, the drone Bettis calling the coin toss. Just, just all the kind of things that you think is a process and should be simple. A lot of times, they get messed up. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Dorn Mayhew, their GR office. So you're watching it with your kids. Uh, they're explaining it. You're hearing uh, their on-site official. And I love Troy Aikman trying to be neutral when he's a former Dallas <laughs> Cowboy. That was, I watched on that on my DVR and it was like somebody testifying against their brother in court. Well, you know, uh, you know, he's drinking water. Go, hey, uh, your your thought uh, on being a huge fan of the Lions, the NFL, the process that they showed. It looked like he checked all the boxes. He being Decker, I think so too. And I, looking at the rules and and and, and reading up on it afterwards too. Certainly not on the field like Lomas uh, was all those years, but. From a fan's perspective and somebody that understands the game of football very well, it sure seemed like Decker went to the official, brushed the jersey, made eye contact with the official. It sure seemed like the official was looking in somewhat of his direction to recognize the fact that he was an eligible player downfield. So very, very... And then and then Allen, the official, ran towards the defensive line, the defensive captain, whoever he, he talks to... And he, he said, but I think what he did is Allen got confused. This is how I break it down. And nobody will just admit a mistake. He saw Skipper coming on, saw Decker brush it, got confused on the numbers. And, and this goes back, Lomas, to what I said should have happened. 
why the officials never huddled and said, okay, what was said? What was said? Who reported? Uh, He wasn't covered because the receiver has stepped back. That was one of the immediate conspiracy theories uh, right there. Uh, So huddle and talk about it. And the way Allen just waved off the players, waved off Campbell. You know, when you watch the replay, there's another official standing next to Allen, and he has that look of like, uh, uh, this isn't this isn't the way it should have gone. It's the end of the game. They could have huddled. They, you know, what about review? What what about going back to the video and having somebody the same way they review a a juggle ball for forty minutes, Lomas, just yeah, to review I mean, it? You're right. I mean, everything you said is right. I mean, you you were, and they had conferred about other things throughout that game. It was other calls that they got together on and stuff, and they got together as a group, and they either picked it up or waved it off or whatever. So that would have been a simple process that they should have at least done. So, yeah, absolutely. They dropped the ball. The NFL's dropped the ball. Now they have another problem. Just, again, use just like they created the process. You see how fast they came out with this, uh, talking about, you know, what you can't do. You know, the Calvin Johnson catch. It's just, you know, it's just a lot of things that go against the Lions, and it's just not fair. And then the only thing the NFL can tell you is that we're sorry we made a mistake. But again, like I told you earlier, look at the millions of dollars of impact that mm-hmm. can have in our economy. Think about that, that we've lost. But the NFL doesn't think about that, you know. And then the slap us in the face, put out a video then to let this guy do this, um, let him do the next national game. Jeez. I mean, that's that 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 that's just crazy to me. I, I said it yesterday in my opening huge opinion, and Josh, I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with me, that I think the NFL in a WWE way loves the drama all week, and that's why they threw that same crew back on national TV. They love this drama all over the social networks, all over sports TV. They want it. And that's the balance between credibility and being a joke. Would you agree, Josh, that the NFL lets this stuff go? Just like the Brady Gate, where it went almost to the Supreme Court. Deflate Gate, it was, not Brady Gate. Brady Gate's about his, you know, 19 women in his life, but we can't go into that right now. (laughs) (laughs) But do you agree that Goodell, in a sinister type way, likes this drama? It sure seems that way. Uh, It it sure does. It's 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 free marketing, free publicity. Um, Whether there's whether there's a scandal or not on the field that occurred, um, but at the end of the day, yeah, he probably does. But that that to me is just. Overall, very weak leadership of a large organization. Uh, sorry, but very, very weak leadership from uh, the commissioner of the NFL, in my opinion, to not step up and make a decision to do the right thing for the sake of the game, for the sake of the Detroit Lions, the fans, the city, uh, and the impact that that game now has. And sad. It's overall just very, very sad and very poor leadership, in my opinion. And then Philly turns around and loses the next day to Arizona at home. Uh, you're looking at the Cowboys. They haven't played well their last three weeks. They should have lost to the Lions, and that would have been three in a row. San Francisco wasn't spectacular against Washington. I don't know if they're healthy. It it was really setting up that if they get that W, Lomas, as you said, they could have been in a position 
beating Minnesota this weekend to wait and see if San Francisco loses and the road to Vegas would have been through Detroit. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Think about that. I know. I am thinking about that. I'm ready to throw up. That's what I'm saying. And and think, we're hosting the draft here. See, I can't get – I'm thinking all outside the game. I'm sorry. My mind is just all outside the game. Uh, How this is just affecting us. We're hosting the draft this year. I mean, it's just so many things that this was lined up for Detroit to just reap the benefits of. And they went out and they earned it. it, And that's the thing as an ex-player. That's the thing that really irks you and stuff is that you went out there for 60 minutes. 60 minutes, and you earned that victory, and it was taken away from you. That's what stings. That's what kind of calls at you the most. That's the kind of the part that is really hard to let go as an ex-player. Because you went out there, you sweated, you laid blood out, you probably got hurt out there. You know, for that game and for that to get taken away from you, the way it got taken away from you, it's just hard to swallow. You got to swallow it, but it's hard to swallow it. All right, guys, final thoughts on the weekend. Uh, It was surprising to watch him go for two, three times, which I was reading into it that he was going to rest a lot of his guys this week, and he really didn't. He he wanted that more than he wanted home-field advantage. And guys like CJ and Houston coming back and give them another week of practice. But now he's going to play as starters. So I, I really don't understand the going for two at the end of it three times in a row. But let's focus yeah. on Minnesota this week and Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Doran Mayhew's GR office. Uh, what do you expect to see against the Vikings? I think they're going to beat the Vikings at home to close out the year. I think he'll give the starters some reps just to get get some work in, uh, not take too much time off. I do think they're going to beat Minnesota at home. And and last comment I have, Huge, in, in Lomas is, this team has won some big games on the road this year. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Okay, so, uh, that's General uh, Josh Garvey. It is. Uh, <laughs> addressing the troops <laughs> with his... Uh, uh, with his motivational speech of the day that happens every Thursday, presented by Doran Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. Take notes. Yeah, thank you. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start every Thursday with that speech. You're messing with Josh, but I'm kind of with Josh. I, I want them to beat them down. I want them to, I want them to hang 40 on Minnesota. I'm serious. I want them to go in there with the mindset of just hanging 40 on them, just taking their frustrations out of them. I, I do. I want them to beat them down. I don't want it to be a question. I don't care who's playing. It don't matter how much the starters play. I just even the coaching mindset. I want Dan to, to go for the throat, man. I want that because I'm, I'm mad, man, because of what they did to us. I'm still mad. I'm out the calm down. Before I get on the mic next week and start announcing that, so they don't hit the angry side of Lomas Brown. Angry? They're going to have the dump button with, like, you know, looking like they're on Jeopardy with Lomas. Here, here's one thing about in the thinking process that when, hey, you, you had the gusto, you're going for the win, but then when it settled down, you want to go get a quality game in so that Dallas game isn't lingering when you start the playoffs. Right, Lomas? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You want to go in there. That's why I say if you can hang 40 
up on them, you want to do it. You know, because that means you're executing at a high level. That means your defense has gotten multiple turnovers. That means something that's going great in the area, you know, that you needed to go great in so you can establish this big lead. And I also like to say congratulations to our Pro Bowlers. Well deserved. I thank the guys that got there, some of the alternates. Hopefully those guys will get there. And well deserved to Aaron Glenn getting defensive coach of the year. You know, so that was just a great accomplishment, man. And we got more things to go, more things to get. All right, quickly, I got about 30 seconds. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Dorn Mayhew's GR office. Final score, Lions, Vikings. Final score, 31-13. Lions, right? Lions. Okay, I was going to say, after that speech, it had to be the Lions. That's my general speech, <laughs> yeah, 31-13. Uh, general, general Garvey, he'll be addressing the troops momentarily on... Uh, the news network. Um, uh, your prediction, I got about 15 seconds, Lomas. Who wins yeah, yeah, final we're score? Gonna put 30 up on them. We'll put 30 up on them. I don't think they're going to get much, so I'm with General Garvey over there. <laughs> General Garvey? All right. I, I'd say like 31, 14, something like that. All right, my man, next week we're talking playoff football on a Thursday presented by Doran May, who enjoy the game this weekend, my man. Take care, guys. All right, that's Lomas Round, former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, presented each Thursday by Dorn Mayhew. Their world headquarters are in Troy, one of the countries and one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. And Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder and joins us on Thursdays for the Dorn Mayhew GR office. Josh, enjoy the weekend, the game, and we are talking playoffs next week. Thank you. From Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. And so we have finally arrived. After what was arguably the best pairing of games the four-team college football playoff has seen to date, we arrived with two. The number one ranked Michigan Wolverines after their 27-20 victory in the Rose Bowl over number four Alabama and the second ranked Washington Huskies who took home the Sugar Bowl for the 37-30 win over number three Texas. A thrilling New Year's Day that will culminate in the national championship game on Monday night in Houston with number one versus number two. But no matter how that game plays out, what we're not going to do is move the goalposts and start with the Vegas would favor Georgia over dot dot dot. It doesn't matter. The committee got it wrong in the first place, leaving out the undefeated ACC champion Florida State. These are the four they selected, and this is it. So let's enjoy it. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan Thursday, 5 p.m. edition. Five is the key number. Trey Connor, uh, he is the VP for the Grand Rapids Gold. Denver Nuggets G League team. They play in downtown Grand Rapids. World champion Denver Nuggets G League team. And tickets are becoming a hot property. There is a great buzz about the gold and what they're doing. Their game night presentation and game day presentations are fantastic. And Trey uh, joins us in studio. How you doing, my man? Real good. Always a pleasure to be here. I'll get your thoughts on Michigan. I know you're a big Wolverine fan. I know. I was just uh, reminiscing about you last year. You're uh Call the fame. Oh, you mean the audio open on 
the college football playoff semifinal versus TCU. Superfly, don't laugh. He brought it up. I'm not bringing it up. How can I forget? When my voice was like the first voice heard, like, you know, on the college football playoff, and I'm getting all these texts, and I remember I was at the Brands on Leonard, and I couldn't hear the audio, and then I heard it the next day, and I'm like, damn, man. Gone nationwide. (laughs) Then Trey brought it back up. He said, what about a flashback Thursday? And I said, okay, yeah, because it's the 5 p.m. hour. (laughs) And Superfly let me know it was the 5 p.m. hour. All right, Grand Rapids Gold, uh, the thing I love this year, you guys have really ramped up the promotions, the specials, a couple of big days coming up for the Gold. Yeah, no, we're excited. Uh, going into year two with Van Andel, um, I think our staff is now a little bit more experienced. We've got a little bit more buzz. Uh, but, yeah, you touched it on the head. Um, you know, uh, Fridays, uh, January 5th, we have $2 beers, $2 dogs, which is going to be a big night for us. Uh, January 7th. Uh, which is Sunday. Sunday, yep. We have a, a Star Wars night. And uh, the special there, you can get four tickets, a $20 uh, food voucher for 50 bucks to come to the game. And, and you can dress up as Star Wars. Star Wars, uh, 2,500 people. Uh, you got all the characters. What, what are the first 2,500 get? A uh, lightsaber. Oh, that, that, yeah. no one's done that before. Yeah, we got 30-plus characters coming. 30-30 <laughs> of the Star Wars characters? Yep, yep. Yeah, and you can take your photos, and yep. they'll be roaming uh, throughout the arena, right? Yep, absolutely. So, But if with the family four-pack special that happens for every Sunday home game with the Grand Rapids Gold, you have four tickets, $20 concession voucher for just 50 bucks total. Yeah, just 50 bucks. So, man, that's like, uh, with the $20 concession... It's like what is that like seven fifty a ticket? Seven fifty right? a ticket Sunday and Star Wars Sunday. You can park downtown for free. I mean, what else can I? You know, park downtown for free. You can come on the eve of Michigan and Washington and the college football playoff on Monday night. And the gold. I I was courtside with my son Legend and his buddy Sawyer a few weeks back. Uh, I, I like the talent that the Nuggets this year uh, that they've dropped down when needed. Uh, for the Grand Rapids Gold from Denver. Yeah, I think the, it's as recent uh, last couple of weeks you see Colin Gillespie. Uh, that, that dude is a baller. Yeah, from Villanova with uh, national championships. Come and see in them. Uh, three or four other players. Um, the Hunter Tyson, I like his game. Hunter Tyson's really is he a Clemson co- guy. Yeah, coming yeah. together. Uh, Jay Huff, he uh, dropped thirty-two last night. So is a Penn State guy too in the rotation. Yeah, yeah, he's the Jamarco uh, Pickett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I tell you, man, I I like the talent. Gillespie is is a dude that would be up playing nightly in the association if he wasn't behind so much great talent with Denver and the Nuggets being the defending world champions. Oh, absolutely. Just a baller. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, this weekend, uh, Friday and Sunday, we play the Orlando Magic team uh, where you'll see Mac McClung, uh, the NBA uh, 2023 uh, NBA uh, dunk contest champion. Wow, and you got the Orlando Magic connection here with the, the DeVos family, so that would be interesting, right? Yep, absolutely. With them owning the Orlando Magic, and then they got their G League team here, and uh, the promotions and everything. Uh, what's been the feedback uh, from the fans in West Michigan and across the state who have come to downtown Grand Rapids to watch the Grand Rapids go? Uh, all positive. I think that you know, once we get people in the doors and they get to experience it and see what it, the product is, um, that's, that's really our name of the game right now. And it's just getting people there and, and experiencing it. Uh, from there, it's you know that's where we get repeat fans. So you know, I would just strongly recommend and suggest to anybody, uh, you know, just come check us out. These next two games this weekend will be big for us uh, with the the food special and the the theme night with Star Wars. 
Yeah, so $2 beers, $2 dogs, Friday night, right? Yep. So, and that's 6 p.m. until halftime? Uh, end of halftime. End of halftime. Yeah, so you're good. Man, hello. <laughs> hello, Steve Jabara hotline. Nick Lipinski hotline. Let's extend it through halftime and get the people feeling good about the go. Yeah, yeah. I like that, man. I like Nick, too. He's a good man. Oh, yeah, he's great. Is he one of the co-owners, right? Yeah, no. Great. I saw him on Eric Zane's podcast, man. Yeah, he's blowing up. I'm like, is Nick, what, 2024's election year? <laughs> yeah, he's... Man, you're the VP. Oh, I, I think Nick is looking for a president. Yeah, he never stops. He's Man, a, he's, that, that uh, dude, he's the like, motivator. I'm, I'm kind of like, should I be looking over my shoulder right now? <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's going to be uh, Nick weekdays at three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, is he coming? Yeah. So he, but he no, cares. The man never sleeps. Well, he doesn't. I, yeah. I, I think he's really not even a vampire. Yeah. I think he's a zombie. Yeah. Between his golf courses, the Alpine Golf Course, North Kent, and also Arrowhead over in Carroll. Yep. For our listeners on Sports Extra 1330 out of Flint. And just a lot of passion. You know, yourself, Jabara, Steve Jabara, one of uh, the owners, and also Nick Lipinski, just people who care, man. And, you know, you you, you have to pay your dues because you kind of rebranded the franchise with the Denver Nuggets connection. Uh, you're back in downtown Grand Rapids. And then the people start seeing the product. Like I said, when I went a couple weeks ago, and my son and his buddy, who are juniors in high school, both were talking about how cool it was, but you had talent. You had guys that looked like they were knocking on the door uh, in terms of the NBA, and that's the whole point of the G League. Yeah, no, I mean, you think, look at Colin Gillespie. Uh, you know, his resume is, is you know, unmatched to, to many, right? He would start on maybe or get a lot of playing time on any NBA team. So, you know, just right now in the rotation, he's, he wouldn't maybe see a lot of uh, minutes with the Nuggets, so he's down with us getting developed, and so when his time does come with the Nuggets, he'll be ready and you really see that uh, night in, night out with us at the goal. Yeah, you do. Uh, so $2 beers, $2 dogs, Friday night in downtown Grand Rapids with uh, the gold, 6 p.m. until the end yeah. of halftime. And then the family four-pack on Sunday. I know you got the Lions playing, but it's a game that doesn't mean anything. And four tickets, $20 concessions voucher for just $50 total. Yep. Yeah. And then Star Wars, the kids can dress up in their Star Wars characters. You get probably more adults. Than kids because of the Star Wars era, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's anybody and everybody. I think. And the first twenty five hundred people get uh, is it a gold saber? Ah, uh, just the different colors, blue. See, how did not do gold? I don't, you know. Mar- yeah, we we, we got to have a marketing discussion. We <laughs> yeah. got to call Jabara and Lipinski. Yeah, hindsight twenty twenty. That should be a gold saber. You're, you're the gold. <laughs> yeah, next year. You're not the blues. You're not the Grand Rapids Reds. You're not the mauve. You're the gold. It should be a gold saber. Yeah. Uh, next year, we got you. I, uh, no, you're like, <laughs> and by the way, Trey Connor, VP with the Grand Rapids Gold, joining us in studio. He just gave me a look like, dude, why are you calling me out on air? <laughs> it's a free saber for 2,500 people. I don't even know if they make a gold one. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca sure. would have looked better with gold with all the brown fur. He would have looked good with a gold saber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would have. It would have fit. Even uh, Han Solo had like the leather brown vest. The gold would have been more conducive to the outfit, right? Yeah. yeah well, we, well, like I said, we'll you're giving me like we'll dirty looks. We'll ready for right? next year. No, we're ready for next year. You're like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Have I thought about dropping Bill before? Yeah, probably two or three times. But I got. I'm a VP of the Grand Rapids Gold. No, I just think it would would have been an idea, and I didn't mean to. Totally derail the marketing team at the Grand Rapids Gold. No, you're good. All right, so Star Wars on Sunday. Family four-pack, $20 concessions voucher, downtown GR. 
uh, 50 bucks, and then $2 beers, $2 dogs, 6 p.m. until halftime on Friday. Uh, where is the G League from a year ago? Just for you're a hoops fan, yeah. Uh, you're a sports fan. Where has the G League improved that has, in turn, helped the Grand Rapids go? I, I think just in the overall awareness. You know, I think when we started back in 2014, when it was the D League, not a lot of people knew about it. Nobody knew the development. But when you have so much uh, back and forth uh, with all these guys and, and seeing some of the Nuggets guys that was with the with the Grams Gold last year, uh, you know, win the NBA championship, I think just the overall brand awareness of the G League's presence has, has really been big in the last few years. Yeah, I think the talent, to me, the talent pool that I've seen from some G League games on TV and the gold has really gone up. And I think the league knew that yeah. because people, if you're an NBA fan, whether you watch Nuggets on TV or you watch the Pistons, who, uh, what would they give up last night? 190? 154. Oh gosh. He's played no defense. Yeah. And I know you guys were connected to them with the drive, which is now the Motor City Cruise in downtown Detroit. But I, I get the NBA and the and Nuggets are a high scoring team, but you, you have to play some defense at some point to win basketball games. Yeah. Unless you're just on fire and unconscious, right? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a game go 154 to 148. Granted, it went to overtime, but still. Well, they, but they've had a lot of those games. After they uh, ended the streak against Toronto, they turn around and I think then Houston score like 140 on them. Or yeah, I think that, yeah, Just think, no defense. Yeah, the league. Monty uh, Williams, I, I, you know, and what do you do if you're Monty? You get a bench, guys, you're, you're losing. Right? Yeah. That's a, you, you, <laughs> a what do you do? Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a catch 22. Yeah. Especially first year, you know, still trying to figure things out. I just established, you know, and, and they got, they got off to a lead again. A lot of those games they've had leads. And then, you know what that tells me? And, and we, I watched it last year with the gold. When you don't have quality depth mm-hmm. and you have good starters, when you have to go to your bench rotation, if the other team's bench is better, you're you're screwed. You are. That's where teams all of a sudden that's a quick nine, quick ten. Yep. I saw that last night with uh right right after halftime. It was like boom, there's a quick ten for Utah. So we'll see, man. You know, but I, I think people appreciate good basketball. And my point was that the G League and the Nuggets, by increasing the talent level with the Grand Rapids Gold, I think that will lead to better attendance. You guys have the best specials. You really do promotions, everything. Family, the $2 dogs, $2 beers, Friday night and Thursday night when you have your college night home games, right? Yep, yeah, Thursdays and Friday are $2 beers, $2 dogs. And what's the college night promotion you guys do? I saw on your Facebook page. Uh, that was just something we had in uh, December. That oh, we had one night for yeah, college night? Kinda, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like when, when kids were home from yeah, college. Yep. Yeah, you did like a $5 ticket. That was cool. Yeah, yep. That was awesome. Trey Connor is the VP, man. He walks around. He just showed me his necklace that flashes V, then P. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Good man. VP of the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League team. They play in downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, follow the Gold, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, solid product. Great team to watch. Gillespie alone yeah. is worth seeing. Maybe even if I saw him, he was signing autographs. Uh, was it last night or something or the other night? Yeah, Tuesday or, or last night. Yeah, one of yeah, the he nights, was yeah. he was yeah, one of the nights I saw on Facebook. I, he's a dude you're going to remember that. Yeah, that's the best part about the G League. Oh yeah, because or, or any minor league team in any sport that you remember seeing that player when they were still not 
in the big leagues. Yeah, and it's only a matter of time until he gets back up there. It is. He, he is. He's, he's a ball. He's an NBA player. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so he, alone. He's entertaining to watch. So. Uh, Trey, enjoy the weekend. Big yeah. one. $2 dogs, $2 beers, Friday night, 6 p.m. until the end of halftime. That's called the Jabara Lipinski effect. <laughs> yeah. And then Sunday is Star Wars night. Superfly's thinking about dressing up as Chewbacca and showing up at the game. So you can do that if you're an adult without a life. Uh, show up. First 2,500 people get a saber. Yep. It won't be a gold saber, but it's blue, <laughs> red, whatever, whatever the colors mean in the Star Wars trilogy. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know, but that's a big, that's a big day yeah. on Sunday. Four tickets, twenty dollars concessions voucher. It only cost you fifty bucks for the entire family. Uh, get your tickets of an Arena box office, uh, yeah. Grand Rapids Gold. Uh, Google that, and you'll get all the info and everything. Yep, absolutely. Be a big weekend. All right. Speaking of big weekends, Monday officially isn't part of the weekend. You're a Michigan fan. What's going to happen Monday night in Houston with the Wolverines and the Huskies? Oh, I don't think that, you know, getting by Alabama, it's like you, you got to be a believer now. You know, I think, you know, uh, going into Bama, yeah, yeah, you, you're hopeful. Uh, but, you, you know, in the back of your mind, you've seen Alabama, what they've done in bowl games for so long, and you don't know what to expect. You, you want your team to win it because you've been there three times in the, the college football playoffs. And, and came up short to get that win and, and not to be optimistic going into Monday would, would be crazy. So I think, you know, we kind of talked about, talked about it a little earlier, but uh, secondary, a little containment, uh, the quarterback there, over there, another team. Panix, it, Michael yeah, Panix Jr., yeah, best yeah. quarterback in college football this year, and he didn't win the Heisman. Go figure that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I there's no – I'm a believer. I think this is the year uh, since 97. We'll be, we'll be national champs come Monday. National champs, man. Yeah. Trey Connor, the VP. Yeah. Hello. Hello, uh, <laughs> Mr. Connor. It's Steve Jabara. It's Nick Lipinski. Can we talk to you about Gold Sabres next year? <laughs> okay. Man, uh, good It's on a to-do list for sure. Yeah, great yeah, weekend yeah. for you with yeah. the Gold at home in downtown Grand Rapids Friday night. $2 beers, $2 dog, 6 p.m. until the end of halftime. And then Star Wars Sunday, first 2,500 fans get a free Sabre and... Family four pack four tickets twenty dollars concession voucher for fifty bucks. Uh, get your tickets now. Thank you, Trey Connor. Yeah, appreciate it. Everything huge twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this: a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. I think Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, is standing by for the Motor City. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. I have to tell you something, man. And I, you know, I've been in the business a long time doing play-by-play uh, talk shows the last 32 years. But what the Lions are doing with your game calls and the way they're feeding them out 
after the game with the video of you, Lomas, and the crew up in the booth. Uh, it is so well done. You are the ultimate play-by-play guy, and your enthusiasm for the Lions is real, and I can hear it from the heart. Well, I appreciate that, and, and we have a great crew uh, on Sundays and Saturdays and Thursdays. There have been all of this year, and Mondays, um, and blessed to do what we do, but I will tell you, they're, they take it from there, and the Lions media crew and uh, One Pride Productions, I don't think there's anybody better. They're just incredible at what they do, so they can... They can really doctor some things up, make it look great, and, and put the videos together. And, and I, I am in awe of those guys and what they do. I, but I appreciate it. We're only part of the equation, though. Yeah. Do you think that One Pride Productions could doctor up the video from uh, uh, Taylor Decker checking in as uh, tackle eligible on Saturday? I, I'm trying to think. I know Joyce was the perfect game with Galarraga, but that didn't have the implications that taking that win away from the Lions uh, will have in terms of playoff seeding. Maybe you get to two, outside shot at one. But just for the NFL to have an epic game like that that felt like a playoff game start to finish, to have more of that garbage at the end, it just needs to stop. It does. Well, you don't – I mean, look, you never want those things, but it's even more embarrassing when it happens on a national stage. And, and unfortunately, this officiating crew has been in the middle of a couple of them about this scant link between Kansas City and Green Bay. And then this one, and look, you just don't want – you never want it, but it's even worse when it's right out, out there and it's the only game on. But, you know, it's uh, – I maybe somebody has the audio and that's going to pop up at some point. That would certainly be interesting to hear. But uh, for the here and now, um, you know, you you got to get ready to play the Vikings and whoever walks in here after that. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. I tried to find positives from that game, and there were a lot that this team looked playoff ready. Uh, start to finish on the road nobody played the Cowboys as tough as the Lions did in prime time and it was a big game for the Cowboys because they're fighting for the NFC East title with Philly and then Philly turns around and loses uh, to the Cardinals at home I I love that Uh, I love some of the throws Goff made because uh, outside of this Minnesota game which we'll get to in a moment you get to the playoffs man they got to bring it uh, every snap yeah, I do. And look, they had, I think they had opportunities to do more in the first half. They had four possessions in Dallas territory and only had three points. Um, you got to finish off those in, in, a, in a playoff game. You got to find a way to get some points on the board and in particular to get into the end zone. Uh, but I think, you know, what they showed on that last drive, what Goff showed, his ability to just cut it loose and march him right down the field. The only incomplete pass should have been pass interference. Um, but. Uh, that I think you take away from the defense. Look, they're, they're, they've run the gauntlet here with some of these receivers they've had to face lately, and uh, they've, they've given up some big yards and some big plays, and I think that's something that you have to be a little bit concerned about going into a potential playoff matchup with whomever you end up getting. But, you know, it, it, and when all is said and done, too, they were able to hold Dallas to a field goal when Dallas took over in uh, great field position in that, that final couple minutes there um and getting hutch loose and seeing him getting several sacks three of them in the game was huge 
uh, hopefully that's a springboard for him to, to finish at the quarterback more often now and uh, continue to do the job that he's been doing with just a little bit more, which is getting the quarterback on the ground. So, yeah, I agree. I think there, there's some good things happening. I think there's there's some concerns uh, with that defense and, and their ability to, you know, get people off the field on and not give up chunk passing plays. But, um, look, they battled. The Cowboys averaged 40 points a game at home going into that game, and the Lions held them down, had a chance to win, and, and certainly were right there um, with all the controversy uh, in position to do that. You've seen, uh, obviously, being the voice of the Lions every game, plus you've watched you know, either live or highlights from other teams. Where, where would you put the Lions right now uh, when you look at the best in the NFL? At what number? Because Baltimore is the best. Uh, I think we both can yeah. agree on that. What yeah. they've done to the Dolphins, what they you know did the Lions, what they did uh, at San Francisco. Uh, they're a clear-cut number one. When you start to look at two, three, four, and five, I guess you would slide the Niners in there at two. And I have the Lions right there in that group of five or six as the best in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't know that we look at the Niners as – uh, big of favorites maybe as we would have uh, five weeks ago. Um, they've looked vulnerable at times, so I think there's, you know, some of their invincibility has worn off. I, I do agree. I think Baltimore right now looks like the unquestioned number one. Uh, maybe some of this will come down to where you have to play a game and it, you have to go on the road. But, you know, every time we think that, somebody comes up with a big win on the road. So I would agree. Look, I, I don't – I don't feel like there's any team that you would throw them out there with that you don't feel like they have a chance to go toe-to-toe with. This game last Saturday night was a great example of that, just based on the way that the Cowboys have played at home and, and all the things that they had done and winning 15 in a row going into that game. And I think that, you know, as much as that game left them with an empty feeling, I think it should also make you feel that you can play with anybody. And that's a good team with difference makers on defense that, that, that the Lions did a great job against. So uh, I, I would agree with you. I think it's probably Baltimore, then it's probably San Francisco, and then it's probably a, a group of teams that all feel like they would have a real strong uh, case to be made to, to be the number three team. And if you're number three, as Dan Campbell says, just get in the tournament and anything can happen because our rankings don't matter. It's what these teams do on, on that playoff game that day and and you know do you, do you have a better day than the team across from you because it's all so close you know the storylines uh, for this team in season beginning uh, with the opening game at Kansas City to the first ever playoff game at Ford Field and I'm looking at schedules everybody the way it's setting up with the final weekend coming up it almost looks like a lock that the Rams and Matt Stafford are coming to Detroit to take on Goff and Campbell and that crew. It's going to feel like the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big story. I mean, I would, I would say there, I think that's kind of fluid. Because, look, Green Bay's got to win and to get in. And the Rams and Niners are both playing backups. I mean, they're, they're playing backup quarterbacks, and I assume that means you're playing a lot of backups around the rest of the field. So I think that makes that game, I don't even know how you'd grade that when you don't know who's playing and it's a bunch of guys that don't normally play. If the Rams lose that game and the Packers win, the Packers are coming here if the Lions don't move up. If the Lions don't get all the things they need to happen to move to the two. So uh, it looks like it's either the Rams or the Packers, but I, I, while right now it is the Rams, I don't think it's inconceivable at all 
that it could end up being the Packers. Now, mm. your point, um, look, it's it's a massive storyline. It's it's Stafford coming back. It's golf going up against the team that cast him aside. Uh, it will be a storyline to the point where it's nauseating, and it'll probably be a really long build-up to that game dealing with it. Um, but it's it's inescapable if, if that comes around that you know you have a guy that was a massive part of this franchise for the time that he was here, and a guy that took the Rams to the Super Bowl, and then you know very clearly and publicly kind of got cast aside because they felt they wanted to go in a different direction. So all those storylines, the Lions general manager, the Lions assistant general manager, all those things will be talked about uh, leading up to that game. There's, there's no doubt that would be uh, – let me say this, and we've talked about it. If it's the Lions and Rams, I can't imagine it's not either Saturday night or Monday night because they're going to want that thing in Amen. somewhere. I agree. I was talking about that off air earlier with friends. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Humber Coffee Guest. I'm my man. Keep up the great work. Enjoy the Minnesota regular season finale, and here come the playoffs to Ford Field. Amen. Appreciate you. Can't wait. Thank you. Big. Bad. Huge.